Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 15th of August, September. September? Mm-hmm. It is September. It is September. This is 2015, uh, The Gap 291. Oh. I'm Luke Laurie. With me is Job Goroy. Yo. And Nathan Lawrence is What's here. What's up? How's everyone going? Still struggling with hay fever. Yeah? Yep. Hey, fever. I, I want to wanna know. <laughs> yeah, that's every time someone says hay fever, I just imagine it as a dance, but yeah. you realize, as you would realize, that it is like the worst. Not so you're dance. not in the mood to dance. No. It's kind of the joke. Yeah. I stocked up this morning, uh, yesterday. So everyone gets hay fever box. here. Uh, yeah, it's Fresh box, no Fresh context. Box, yes. I never got it until like two years ago. So you gave it to you? No. Oh, is that I a thing? think you can give it to people. Well, it just comes we're just speculating here, Job, right? Well, maybe it's a government conspiracy. Oh, you're getting older. That thing, like your body changes in weird ways, you know? Yeah. Not just puberty. We're not talking about you puberty. You start here. getting hairy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's told you yet. That's it. You'll have these strange feelings. <laughs> Go on. What? Um, like, for instance, <laughs> this is going to be a little left field, but I'm going to try to bring it back around. As a kid, hated, hated mushrooms with a passion. Right. Now- Love them. Mushrooms yep. and everything. No, but like the point is that what what changed in my mouth, taste buds, for me to go, this is garbage, to the point where I'd like block my nose to not taste mushrooms when I had to eat them, because right. I thought they were that repulsive too. This is a delicious thing. So like your taste can change. Yeah. Um, I apparently, according to my Google research, mm-hmm. you're only ever like apparently born allergic to cats, for instance. But if you're around cats all the time, you build up a tolerance, or at least to that specific cat. Right. So you don't have the normal symptoms that you'd have. Now, my girlfriend brought her giant cat to live with us, and initially it was like hay fever. You know, it was itchy eyes, sneezing, coughing. Yep. Basically felt like I was about to have a cold, and but with some of the symptoms of a cold. Yep. And then after three or four weeks, it just went away. Right. Which is great. Yeah. So obviously that little tolerance has come back. But I grew up in a family where we had cats and dogs all the time. But Yeah. And I never had those symptoms. And it wasn't until I moved away, came back to visit, and would start to feel sick every time. I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. And then I rubbed the cat on my face to test it. Like, why am I For itchy? science. Oh. I picked up the cat and rubbed him on my face. Okay. And as it turns out, that was not a good idea. Your face just went... <laughs> <laughs> not oh, shit. Yeah, it, wasn't a, it wasn't an extreme case, but mm-hmm. it was just sort of like, you know, got the itchy throat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... My theory is something like that. Your body's changed in a way where it's yeah. like, hey, hey, go fevers. rub your face in some grass, Job. Stop. I, you know what it is. I've got to stop rubbing my face on cats. <laughs> Don't ever stop it. It's so Try much fun. They love stop it. Me, yeah. Cats <laughs> love it, man. Try and stop me. <laughs> Video games. Today we went breaching, but we might talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Last. We'll yes. do it last. Yes. What do you want to talk about then? Play Mad Max some more. Oh, well, what do you think? St- you started Mad Max, right? Oh, uh, last week you were just at the beginning. Yeah, I'm like. Where was the point right. you decided you didn't like it? Like how early in? in? Uh, twelve hours in. Yeah, it says. Wait, wait, so you were twelve hours in where you decided? No, Is that what you're saying? Or you I are am twelve, 12 hours, hours in right. now, and I will not play it again. I'm done with it. Um, where are yeah. you at, Nathan? I'm twenty-four hours in. Okay, I'm about ten. Okay. So you're um, about to 12, 12 at the twelve hour point. So we're told. I've I'm like further. I've the last major thing I did was break through the jaw, and yep. like I've spent a lot of time just doing the like scarecrows and yeah shit. Decide the first stuff, two yeah. areas. Finding the exclamation marks. Yeah, with the no context, which is just pointless. People speak shit, and then you're like. 
did I get something out of it? Sometimes you get information on a stronghold, which I can make sense gate. of it. Sometimes they're like, you're the hero of the wasteland. I love you. And then you're like, what? Thanks. Thanks for wasting my no time. No XP, no scrap. Yep. And <laughs> this scrap. is my problem with this game. Is that someone knocking? Maybe. What? I feel like there's someone knocking. Oh. I reckon. Don't know. Who cares? Do you want me to go look? I don't know. No? Did you hear it? I heard a tapping, but I don't know what it was. That sounds like a tapping again. Do we keep talking or not? Could be John. Come in. Called it. Is it John? It is. <laughs> anyway. Should we keep going? All right, where were we? Um, Mad Max. You were talking about useless people in Mad Max. No, that was that was pretty much okay. it. The, the whole... The, there's a lot of side missions and the exclamation point side missions, which is the survivors in the world, yeah. are just a bit of, they're just a bit of nothing. They don't add anything. They don't often give you currency. They don't give you experience. Yeah. They sometimes give you information on a stronghold. Yeah. Which actually, I don't know where to access that information. Do you? Yeah, well, see, I, these are all points I brought up when I was talking to Joe two weeks ago about like, they give you like, oh, go to the side gate and this will be an easier way in. But then you're like, all right, well, where is that side gate? And what did you say to do again? And then you go and look and it's like, well, you can't find that information other than you go to the menu. It says logbook, logbook information obtained or something. Yeah, but, but where's your logbook? I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't find it either. Uh, yeah, I think it's in your bios. Yeah, I'm it's not ready to all that shit. Everything, yeah. no, no, I looked at bios and I looked at the strongholds, but... It just looked like art, like concept art. I don't yeah. know. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, what I was saying is that's my fucking problem with this game is that it has no respect for how you treat your time because it's just fucking wasting it all over the fucking place. You'll stop at some fucking person who's in the middle of the fucking wasteland and they will talk for fucking 50 seconds in an unskippable cutscene. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? And they'll tell you fucking nothing. Oh, you're the one. You're the one that we've been waiting for. The one that was prophesized. And they'll go on repeating themselves over and over again. And then it'll fucking end. And then, okay, 50 scrap. Oh, that was worth my time. Or nothing at all. And you're like, well, cool. Great. I'm glad I sat through that. Well, now you've got new information about some fucking stronghold you already fucking beat. Perfect. Great. Yay. What about the the car combat? You liking that? No, I like the car combat. I like parts of the game. I just can't stand the way... Fisticuffs, fuck, man. I don't mind. Like, once you've upgraded a bit, um, because I I try to avoid upgrading in sort of Arkham Shadow of Mordor series games because I find that it makes it too easy. Yeah. But with this one, I was had so much scrap and I couldn't upgrade my car because I hadn't gone through the main quest. So I did these upgrades and it actually unlocks more combat options, which, yes, in a way makes it easier because you've got different finishes, but it also makes it a lot more fun, a little bit more tactical as well. How so? Well, for instance, you take on the guys with shields. Yeah. You know them? And I'm not up to them yet. Oh, right. Like sure sh- you are. The shield guys. Yeah. They've got a shield and they've got like a melee weapon in one hand and a shield in the other. They charge so. you. I'm still at the first area, like doing all the side shit still. Oh. All the side shit. I think, yeah, I've been doing, like I got OCD on that thing. I usually do, but then I hit a point where I'm like, am I going to run out at 30 hours or 20 hours? Like hit that oh. point where I'm like, I'm done with this game and I've only played two hours of the main quest, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I try to balance that out so i was doing that originally and then i'm like 
but I'm getting really bored of just yeah. going and finding scrap. And the fact that he can't vault. Have you yeah. noticed that? <laughs> he jumps He's like a weenie jump. Also, what are you playing? What platform are you playing on? I'm on PC. PlayStation. Are you playing with a controller or keyboard mouse? Controller, yeah. What's handbrake turn? Is there a handbrake? There's no handbrake. There's a handbrake on PC. There's literally a button that is dedicated to handbrake, but it doesn't translate. There is like that one button short on the controller and you can't do a handbrake turn, which is really kind of important in a game with cars. the fuck of a game. And they've got that weird like dodge sideways. Yeah. For no reason. Oh, in the car? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a handbrake turn. That's like from Batman, right? Batman does that slide thing. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what I was saying a couple weeks ago. Like, they borrowed elements from all the games that they've done. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Um, But the problem is that they needed an editor to jump in and and say no. Like, cut bits out. There's too much shit in the game. They needed to borrow the fucking Nemesis system. I know what they needed. They needed someone to stand there and go, hey, maybe the refuel button shouldn't be the same as the light your fuel canister on fire <laughs> button. Yeah. Maybe that's a thing that that's, we should that's do. That's particularly a problem when you get up. I got up to one of those air balloons yep. and it clearly needs refueling because I've jumped in. Oh, it's empty. What a surprise. There's a fuel can there and it won't let me refuel it. The only option is to ignite. So I've done that a few times i also tap b a lot accidentally which fires my shotgun i do that oh yeah yeah. i don't have any bullets for it yep don't have enough bullets or you're shooting right into a fuel barrel right next to you and it's like why won't you just give me a prompt to ask me if i'm sure if i want to do that one of (laughs) the really cool things i noticed uh this week is that if you uh die while you're taking over an outpost uh it dumps you back into the outpost and uh, at the start of the outpost but everyone you've killed along the way is still dead Yes. And there's no difficulty levels. Uh, no. So you can just, um, if, like, I would literally just go into an outpost I was clearly outmatched by, and then I just sort of continuously do it until everyone was dead. And it starts you again with all your water and stuff, doesn't it? And all health? your water and all your health again. So, cool. So death has no meaning. I actually, at one point, I got to the end of an outpost and I was on a sliver of health, and there was one dude left. And so I let him kill me so that I could get, I went back in and obviously he was very easy to murder because uh, he was alone. And so I just counted and punched him to death. And yeah. Oh, and all the uh, consumables around the place, like weapon consumables, they replenish as well. So if they've got those fucking thunderpoons, uh, thunderpoons, then you Hilarious. can pick them up and ping them at people. Like, just over and over again, which makes the big tough guys much easier. That's, yeah, that is like, ridiculous. What a fucking I don't, waste. I don't love it, but I'm actually like a sucker for that sort of open world gameplay loop. Mm. Yeah. And I, but I can see like the gripes that you're saying. I'm, I'm not like, no, you're wrong. I'm just like, I can see myself hitting a wall. Yeah. Um, and it's just from an absence of other games to play. Right. Right now, I yeah, think. It's, it's the, def- this game should have been released. A month ago. And that's, I mean, that's what I wrote. And I said, you know, in my sort of first thoughts that I did on PC Powerplay, I said, this, you don't have to play this game. This game is not essential, but it'll sure kill time before yeah. November comes. Or a January game or something like that. Or Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you can't do it in March anymore. Like Dying Light February. was a January game, wasn't it? Or something. Right. Feb, Jan, Feb sort of window. No, yeah, no yeah, issues. February. I think. I've been playing more of that. It's great. Yeah. But the shooting is, the shooting is rubbish. Yeah, it is. It's really annoying. Yeah. Did you check out the photo mode? In Mad Max, no. Yeah. 
You no, were playing around with that, weren't you? Uh, I I checked it out a little bit, but and it's got like depth of field and. Yeah, did you look at that? No. Okay. Yeah. Seems cool. I can't take photos. I'm shit at it, so I don't bother. I just give up. Mm. But it looks it looks um quite pretty on full settings on PC yeah, in certain uh, moments. The uh, stupid AI people that you zoom in on, you know, when you're having the chats with the exclamation mark people, they look ugly as sin. But when you're doing like a slow motion drive by of a car that you just killed with a thunderpoon and it's exploding, it looks yeah. stunning. Yeah, the absolutely look great, stunning. Which makes the fact that cars can't roll so much weirder. So how how much have they had to break in the havoc physics engine to allow that? Because havoc is pretty unforgiving in other games with. Yeah. Like, if your car's going to roll, it's going to roll. Yeah. And certainly with Max, I don't know if you've thrown him down a big flight of stairs. Oh, and he limps. Yeah, not just that. I had him roll oh. from a lighthouse, oh, <laughs> basically okay. down to the bottom. It was fun. I love doing that with Havoc physics game. But yeah, yeah, they've definitely, like, you see where the physics hits a point where it's like, nope, you have to bounce back because yep. we can't make you roll. Yeah. I don't I know why they roll. did yeah, I don't know why. Stupid shit. And they've got Stupid a hunchback shit. on the Crashing back who could- Mad Max's car is such a fucking tradition, and it's just not on in the game. You can't roll Max's car. So straight it's only up. Max's car, but other cars can roll? Uh, no. You know what? I don't no, they can't. Them. Because I've, I don't know if you've tried, because I conserved ammo early on. When you T-bone them to death, which is one of the easiest ways, not easiest, but like without having to use ammo to yeah. destroy them to get scrap, um, they don't roll until you hit them their final time. And then it kind of like unlocks a bit and they might. Yeah. But Explode before that, they don't, they don't tip over, even if you've hit them at whatever full speed yeah. uh-huh. in the side. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm, I'm a yeah. bit sad that, like, considering the Shadow of Mordor happened yeah. last year and Arkham Knight happened this year, that Warner Brothers hasn't taken some more of those learnings and said to them, yeah, okay, you can use this bit from that game and this bit from that game, but you might want to add something that's a little bit more of a point of difference than just, hey, it's Mad Max in a really familiar kind of open world formula. Hey, you're in a desert. Yeah, it's not not enough. Like, I wish they'd added more. God, I hate that voice actor. (laughs) I was really glad to hear they had an Aussie guy, and now he's just, he talks too much. Don't be like that, Nathan. And he says (laughs) bullshit, like those exclamation mark people. Uh, oh, yeah. Back in the day, they used to have all of that shit, but it's gone now. And you're like, really? Is it yeah. gone? <laughs> okay. I hadn't noticed from That's like all the pretty, ships in uh, the desert. like <laughs> Pretty at odds with the movie. Yeah, exactly. Netflix like says nothing for the first half of the movie. Yeah. And then you've got Chum Bucket, who's your ride-along uh, gimp, who's the equivalent... What was the Shadow of Mordor one called? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ratbag? Yeah, yeah, Ratbag. So he's the Ratbag equivalent. Um, almost identical in even in how he looks right. nowhere near as endearing yeah right. I like that bag <laughs> but Chumbucket doesn't shut the fuck up no and it's real problem when you're trying to emphasize the fact that Max is supposed to be this stoic loner yeah. and you've got this ride on mechanic which kind of works for their Max's car can never really die thing yeah but it doesn't does it no it just says get out and you got oh, I haven't actually stayed no, in I think you have five seconds to get I'll out I'll blow it up oh, and it just oh, respawns up. back at base uh, yeah, you respawn back in base. Oh, yeah. Along with the car. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, he never, like, fucking Chumbucket never shuts the fuck up in Mad Max or Max himself anytime fucking 
get out there and fix the car. He just comes across like a bit of a cunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is. You know what? Chum Bucket is. He doesn't have him doing this shit. He gave you a car. Straight up helping you out. He's wor- he literally worships you. He calls you Saint. Yeah. <laughs> and he just wants the best car ever. Yeah. And even though you might run off into the sand dunes to go and talk to exclamation mark people, he will drive your car back to you. Yep. Upon when you call him or flag on him, yep. he doesn't drive off with it. He clearly has a boner for. You know, the, notice that wor- those weird sexual undertones. Yeah. That he has with like socket wrenches and. Yep. I want to spend some time alone with the <laughs> socket wrench, and you're like, dude. Yeah. And he was fucking the harpoon tip, I think, because it was in his yes. bed. And you're like, I don't want to. Why have you been fucking a sharp maybe, object guy? Maybe it's just them being like, let's see if Warner Brothers notices this shit. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just sleeping with it and he's a weird guy, but he definitely has a creepy. I, I, I fuck inanimate objects <laughs> vibe about him. <laughs> yeah. You should do a feature article on <laughs> Chum Bucket. All the things Chum Bucket's fuck. Well, he's, you know, he's a constant away from being called Cum Bucket, isn't he? So. True. There you go. There once was a guy called Chum Bucket. That's all I've got. I'll work on it later. He fucked a socket wrench. The end. It's, it's a haiku now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else have we got? Uh, Jeremy, what have you been up to? Just playing Hearts. Hearts? What, what have they added? Anything new? Uh, they added Rexar and Misha. And whom, sir? Uh, Misha is Rexar's bear. Oh, right. Okay. So, um, World of Warcraft players will know. Rexar, was he in Warcraft as well? I don't remember him. Don't think so. Um, yeah. Sure. So, yeah, you've been playing as Rexar or what? Nah. Can you play as Misha? Or? Well, it's it's like a, a pet sort of situation. So, okay. you've got the two of them at the same time. And um, you have uh, your D button, which is the trait button. Um, it'll tell Misha to either attack or follow you. Okay. So, Misha will just, like, jump in the fight. Misha's kind of a bit tanky and Rexar um, is weaker and does more damage he throws axes so he stays ranged and um, yeah you can you can sort of talent towards making Misha a proper tank and people have been experimenting with using Misha as a tank yep Um, and then or you can talent towards you know like Rexar DPS or a bit more utility and stuff like that yep um yeah, so I've seen Misha used as a tank properly. And then again, I've seen teams that are really good at getting right past Misha and killing Rexar. Uh, and the deal is if Misha dies, Rexar does not die. But if Rexar dies, they both die. Right. So if you can get past the tank to kill Rexar, and if that's the other team's only tank, you're proper fucked. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I haven't really felt the need to play it. Um, I did spend more money so I can play Chen and Uther, and um, who else was in that? Oh, yeah, Kerrigan. haven't played much Kerrigan. They gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I've been playing some Butcher. How much yeah. have you have you spent? Uh, I think all up. How much have I spent? I recently spent like 13 bucks. So I'm all up, maybe it's like 20. Yeah, that's, all right. that's all right. Yeah. For how many hours? Oh, so he's played a lot. I don't even want it. It's over a thousand games. So that's great, right? So um, each game on average, maybe 16 minutes. Yeah, so wow. So it's maybe like 250 hours or more. Shit. Um, but, that's uh, conservative. How many games go on to fucking 10 minutes? But no, th- those are proper, like it's proper average of 16. Really? Actually, it's been creeping up because some of the later maps are quite large. But um, then like the most recent map, 
I think they just designed it to make super quick matches because yeah. as soon as you lose the objective, it's brutal as fuck. And oh yeah, um, I think you were telling us about it the other week. Yeah, the punishers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a proper um, sixteen minute on average estimate. But yeah, um, okay. uh, yeah. So yeah, about twenty five bucks all up. So I paid thirteen for that pack, and Uther's great. Like I wanted to do it because the uh, the bundle that I got filled a few holes in my like draft heroes that I could put towards my team um a lot of people don't pay attention to how many stuns you have on your team uh when they're analyzing the enemy team like the other team will be going illidans and butchers and shit and then our team will have no stuns and that's how you deal with those characters you need right. that hard cc so then um like rexar is like i think the best healer in the game and i've i'm, I'm a pretty baller rexar at this oh, sorry not rexar regar i always yeah. get those two mixed up um yeah, Regar is like the best healer in the game. I'm a really good Regar at the, uh, at the moment because, like I said, I think the last time I was here, I was just going Regar to heal noobs through their mistakes and shit. Yep. Gotten really good at that. Um, works a charm when you're solo queuing. But, um, yeah, if your team has no stuns, you got to go Uther and you got to heal that way. And Uther's really mana hungry. But, you know, when Illidan dives in, you can stun him and that's the end of that. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Butcher's a lot of fun but not viable for Hero League. Right. Because um, he's so easily dealt with. If you, as soon as you come across players, you know what they're doing. They just hard CC you. Like, if they've got, like, a Mirrodin and a Malfurion or something like that, like a, a combo of, like... Because roots are generally a little bit longer. So if they stun you and then root you, yeah. it's like after you're stunned, the root is really uh, easy to land. So, you know... I <laughs> 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 That's yeah. awesome. Oh, come on. Grow <laughs> <laughs> <Girl>, up, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, it is funny. But, um, yeah. When you talk about roots as much as I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so like Mira stun him with the hammer and then Malfurion will just root him. And then the sort of root takes like a second, but, uh, it lands anyway. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, no, juvenile brain. Apologies. <laughs> um, and then you're completely fucked. Um, cause like whoever you put the butcher's mark on has like walked one step away. And so you can't heal. You can't, that's how you like stay in the fight. You, you keep attacking that person and you heal yourself. Oh, yeah. But as soon as they walk one step away, you're completely fucked. Yeah. So anyway, butcher's a lot of fun, but yeah, you, players know that. So you can't use them in Hero League. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Hero League's got the, the pick and ban phase or? Nah, you can't ban. Still no bands. Yeah, still no bands. Because I guess there's there's Not only like twenty five characters, yeah. right? Um, you can't really have a banning phase like unless you ban ish now, isn't it? I mean, they do it in competitions each or something. They do it in comps. But oh, they, but they do, do it, it off uh, paper or something. Yeah, they do it outside of the game. Yeah, okay. Now there's like in competition. There's like they've got a. Oh uh, yeah, maybe they do do it outside of the game. Yeah. Like they have a uh, interface, like a thing that they show, but maybe that's just graphics. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, the, you got your meta heroes that get picked or banned like 100% of the time at the moment, like fucking Kael'thas and yeah. Zeratul and, um, Leoric. Leoric has the highest win percentage. Leoric and Nazebo are both about 50%, 57% win rate. Really? Nazebo? Yeah. Nazebo, um, you get good teams just comboing Nazebo's wall. Yeah. Uh, really well and then you get um like leoric is just he stays there and you have to get off him yeah uh so on the new map especially any map with an objective like leoric's just staying there and what the fuck are you gonna do about it um 
Kael'thas, they, they nerfed him, so you can't do that thing that I was oh, talking right, about before. Yeah. But he's still really strong. Yeah. Um, his ult that everyone uses, it, it's really good at zoning everyone out. And um, it has a wicked short cooldown. Is this the time stop one? Time what? stop ult. No, you're talking about Zeratul? Am I? What's Kalthos? He's got one that, like, he puts a phoenix, and the phoenix attacks anyone in the area. Oh, no, I was thinking about League of Legends. My bad. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, but you can use it in basically, like, every team fight. Yeah. So, it's like every team fight, you have this incredibly effective zoning thing. So, uh, I reckon that might get a nerf soon as well. Uh, Zeratul just breaks team fights with his Void Prison, as usual. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, for five seconds, you can just turn it from a 5v5 into a 3v5, which is just bonkers. Ridiculous, yeah. Um, so I pick Zeratul a lot. Um, I'm a good Zera. But yeah, no, it's, that's really what I've been up to. I, I tweaked my laptop to the point where I can play it properly now. Worked out what the problem was. So I'm you're not- still hanging out for the new chips to drop then? Yeah. I think you're making the right choice. I do. I mean, it sucks playing on a laptop, but... I mean, I'm kind of happy now. Like the way I've got it, yeah, it works. Yeah, the fan so, turned up to full. Yeah, crank up the fan. Yeah, like I, did I talk about that last time I was yeah. here? Yeah, I feel like cool. you did. Yeah, I don't think it's a healthy thing. No, probably for not. the computer. I don't think so. <laughs> it sounds like a jet engine. Yeah, but um, I don't think it ma- like it's it matters, it's man. smooth. Like it has you can you can do that for reasons. Like they let you yeah tinker with that stuff. Like so. some of the videos I watched online said they actually don't recommend that you leave it auto. Yeah. Like they actually recommend that you pump it um, when you know it's gonna be, when it's gonna need it. Yeah. So, but it's, it's properly solved the issue. Like it, it runs smooth now. Yeah. And you know, no frame drops at all. So you can get. Um, I mean, years ago at least, you were able to get uh, external USB powered fans mm. that would kind of like help. I think pull the hot air out faster as well or something like that i remember getting one in the past mm. which is also a sneaky way but it sounds like you've already got it covered yeah 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 until the new pc until that happens the like that particular stuttering issue though there's so many different causes for it and like so many di- people have a different thing that's causing it so i just happened to find the thing that worked for me but yeah you know i posted it on reddit and i posted it on kotaku what are you running, Windows 7 or 10? 7. Okay. Yeah. Seems to have helped some people. In the US, apparently they have one server that if you connect to that server, you get it. The stuttering oh, issue. Oh, wow. Uh, and like, you know, we've only got one server here, but you yeah. know, they, they get like a random thing. Um, yeah, so many weird random things with, with HOTS. There's a new, there's like a thing if you're in an Australian party where like if you, if someone bugs out and like disconnects and then you stay partied, from then on, you'll be connected to an American server. And um, oh. this is a weird thing. Where, like Everyone in their settings will have preferenced AU server only. Yeah. But then because of that bug, you, you need to like kill the party and then reparty. That's the way to fix it. But if you don't do that, everyone in the next match connects to US server. So it's 10 Australians all on the US server oh, because wow. one person disconnected. Oh, that's camp. really bad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's shit house. Hmm. Hopefully they're fixing that. Yeah. I had that. I came across. I was playing with um, Dan Graff. Yeah. And for, we couldn't work it out. It's like every game you play with him like, <laughs> is on the US server. We couldn't yeah. work out why. <laughs> oh. You'd been playing anything else? Nah. What else is there? Um, not really. Nah. Just that? 
just that haven't really i mean the the mobile games yeah um pac-man did you, did you and, check out uh go yet yeah ready to go yeah really want to play it but i'm um, just been doing the hearts mm. right and then like bus time is usually my meditation time but um when i was at the escape room we were doing score battles in sling kong which is like this australian mobile game where you gotta like just sling yourself upwards to the next peg and oh, eventually yeah. avoid fucking buzz saws and shit and it's pretty good well mm. made so um yeah cool i um checked out a tablet game mm-hmm. uh not much of it though Sorry. it's called uh, star wars uprising Oh yeah, oh, I played yeah. that. Yeah, I played maybe 20-30 minutes of it really early in. It's a uh, RPG Star Wars game. I thought it was really like kind of like a isometric Destiny in many ways. The way that you expected to replay missions and there's yeah, different yeah. vendors and you can collect a certain thing that opens up like a Zer type vendor. It sounds like you're a lot further into it though. <laughs> I, I look honestly. I put in two hours when yeah. it was still had the beta tag on, and I believe it's it's launched now officially, it right? Weekend or something. Yeah, um, and look, it was okay, but then it kind of had these artificial difficulty spikes on certain side missions, but those would go up uh, with your rank. Mm. So there was never any real way for early on for me to play a particular side mission that I may must have played five or six times to try and beat it without the difficulty spiking every time I went and did another mission to come back to it. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, and it would be fun to play co-op, I reckon. Did you try co-op? There are certain missions you can do cooperatively. No. For what it is, it's 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 okay. It seems interesting. Like Yeah, it's pretty... The controls are really easy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically like you just click on where you want to go, and you click on where you want to shoot or attack, and then you use your specials by doing, like, clicking and dragging in certain directions or or like yeah pulling back on the character or something like that yeah. for rapid fire and there's only a couple of different things you can do yeah and and the weird thing i think the thing that most attracted to me to it originally was that it has a canonized story it's your story stuff and in the lead up to um the force awakens is a rabid star wars fan who's stupidly gone and read all yeah. of the spoilers um i'm very hungry to see what the form this new canon yeah, because this is supposed to fill in between... Yeah, four and... No, sorry, six and six seven. And seven yeah. 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 Yeah, but I think it's set quite close to after the end of six. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too sure. In, in a certain outer rim territory where I think the setup is that the uh, Death Star has been destroyed, the second one, but the Imperials have like kind of done, done a media blackout. And blocked it and said it's it's still rebel going. propaganda. Emperor's still alive. Don't be idiots. But there's someone hacking the transmission, and every once in a while, the, like the truth of the Death Star exploding comes through. That's the that's kind of the setup. Hmm. Um, but it's it, this tablet game, is it? Sorry, that's in this tablet game. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like a it's a bit of an MMO, and there are people chatting all the time, and it's sort of this yeah isometric view, real time, kind of action title which is kind of cool and i really do want to try it cooperatively but so many games where's the pay to play uh, like it's not it's obviously free to play but i think gems there's got to be somewhere they're making money out of this right the gems man i reckon like you can buy certain gems and things i think okay what do they do uh they allow you to upgrade your equipment beyond its current level so there's kind of idea instead of 
like one of the bigger problems of dying light, which is you're constantly replacing weapons with the newer ones that you find because they scale to the level that you're on, you can actually push your lower level weapons beyond their so level and them. then re-upgrade their trees, I think. And also you can buy special stuff outside of it. When I was playing it, they really shouldn't have called it a beta because it should have technically been an alpha because they were changing like content stuff like the way that you did stuff while I was playing in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. And I haven't played it in a while. Yeah. But, you know, for what it was, I was actually quite impressed with... Because I thought it was just going to be a cash grab. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought I was going to get to the 10 minutes in and be like, all right, well, now you can't play anymore because you need to wait 10 minutes for your health to regen and then here's some... Yeah. Did you play Clash of Clans, anyone? No. So, that was kind of like the first of many... Well, maybe not even the first. It was definitely the most popular of many uh, sort of RTS Lite style mobile games where you'd build a base I've and then the you'd fortify. Yeah, Literally but- everyone in the world has seen the ads. <laughs> but like the point is that like what the ads don't show you is that there's a timer cooldown on every building. Oh. Uh, and the bigger and better it is or the bigger and better the research is, the longer it takes. But hey, if you've got gems, you can just mm-hmm. advance yep. that. Now, it becomes a little bit trickier because I don't mind waiting. And especially with notifications on smartphones and whatnot. I'm like, okay, I'll put that shit away for three hours and I'll come that back to you. it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll go through and do all of the rounds of collecting resources and whatever. It's a bit monotonous, but at least I don't have to think about it. Yep. Like, it'll notify me. The problem is that, at least when I played clash of clans you had to had to at the end of every day spend jewels to pr- provide a protective shield over your base to stop it from player versus player attack while you were asleep uh. um and it was structured in such a way at least at that stage that you had to buy gems like after a, f- a week you i could see that you wouldn't be able to it's short of playing it religiously you wouldn't be able to earn enough gems to even protect your base let alone speed anything and they created a star wars variant of that uh star wars galaxies i want to say or something like that uh that was exactly clash of clans but with star wars stuff and so i tried that and it was just the same shit which is sad yeah which is really sad because i I don't think that they've really cracked the free-to-play model properly Mm. and you know i don't know We've all seen the ads billions of times. I've seen Kate They're Upton. making motherfucking dollars. Well, they yeah, use the, they're, make, they're making it on people that don't understand. They use the term whales. Whales. Yeah. Whales. yeah. And that's like 10k plus. Whales and dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins? What are the dolphins? Dolphins spend less. Less? Or do they still spend? Yeah. Yeah. There are probably but the whales spend well. them. Well, the people that spend pay nothing. That buy maybe once or twice, like um, the, the missions in in metal gear solid five like i've been tempted to be like oh what 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 if i spend 10 bucks in this game what do i get like it's what? people that go in there once and just buy it what are you talking about there's not what are you buying in metal gear solid five why do you, you have to buy. bring up fucking shit why do you have to talk shit i'm just talking shit about you yeah. boy just start shit nine for no fucking reason <laughs> yeah anyway uh, so i haven't gone to the point where there's any pay to playing stuff in this game. It's Uprising. Like, yeah. Which is weird because unless it was the beta phase and they hadn't put it in properly. Maybe. I just feel like I'm too early into it. Um, but they definitely weren't hitting you over the head with it. And usually yeah. that style of game, it's very evident early on where your money goes. Yeah. I think it was gems. Yeah. Here's 50 gems. Now spend all of them. Yeah. Now I want you to spend 20 gems. Yeah, but by can't. the way, <laughs> I don't want to you spend need gems. those gems. Yeah. We gave them to you. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I, I played a little bit of that. Um, Rugby League Live 3. 
Oh, yeah. Hello. Hey, all. Played a bit of this. It's got great grass. Great. Great grass. Grass. Shadows are good in that close-up, zoomed-in mode, especially. Yep. Uh, all the players look like... Uh, People? Sort of. <laughs> players look great, I think, in the menus. Joby disagrees. But I think... Oh, I in, the, in the menus, I guess. Oh, it's fine. But also, I was thinking about your point of, like, you saying you can't tell the players apart. I think... The problem is you're kind of looking at the back of their heads, uh, depending on your camera angle. I can't, like, every, like, they're talking about fucking Willie Mason or some shit. And I'm like, that's not, that, that's, not, I can tell Jonathan Thurston, because he's fucking tiny, and he wears, wears a fucking helmet, right? <laughs> Everyone else looks the fucking same. They've got numbers on their backs. This yeah. is what I mean. This is so like the hard, gotta- this is the hard core element, right? This is the, the rugby league aficionados who are going to be able to go, yep, number 23 is boom, that person. I imagine, because how else would you tell? Like, are you telling me that in a FIFA game, from that distance, you can tell... From further, I can usually tell. You can tell which players which. Players I know, yes. Yeah, but not in the rugby game. No. And, but do you seem to have the... Basketball behind- games, I can pick... Who the basketball fuck is who? Yeah, because they look exactly like them in basketball. Because the graphics are fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this is like a kind of like that FIFA level where they they scan the heads or not clearly an NBA. Close. But I think it still looks good. And now my bias is Rugby World Cup 2015. Yeah. By which anything looks good. A yes. dead pixel on a screen looks good <laughs> compared to that game. It's funny in FIFA when you like it's at the top level. You can you can tell it's like the graphics great. You can tell them from. a f- far way way and then when you get down to a certain level all of a sudden they start to look similar oh, really? yeah because they haven't like spent as much effort in trying to make them you know look that good so they make them visually representative at that distance but once you go in on them how many camera angles do they have in fifa just the one really no That's they've a- got about a dozen that you Are can you play from about- they play. Oh yeah, yeah. You can switch in the options. Yeah, because yeah. they have about the same in um, Rugby League Live Three. Yeah, I went through because I just found it so hard to find one that didn't have a glaring flaw. Right. That didn't block off or cut off a bit of your defensive line because it doesn't track fast enough. Yeah. That didn't cut off too much of behind their defensive line, so you could spot where the fullbacks were. Yeah. That. You know, didn't do a matrix spin, which required you to switch your controller thumbstick on your left stick. But then remember that the right stick is always consistently the same for yep. defensive maneuvers. Illogically, I don't even think our the shitty Rugby World Cup had that. Someone fired on LeBron. I can't, I can't see it. Just tip the screen. <laughs> yeah, see, that's amazing. And I'm not, I'm certainly not arguing that it's at a FIFA NBA level, but I think it's still. Worthy of being called new gen. I definitely don't agree. You, I mean, you think that that is would look that good on like the 360? I just don't think it looks good in general. Okay. Like, I think being a bit shinier doesn't define it as new gen. I, I still think it looks fucking... They all look like, I don't know, Muppet versions of the the players they're supposed to be like right. sort of I can't, can't pull faces on you can on describe your faces that really you're pulling any sense. you can make Muppet sounds yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what they look like they look like that sound. Biggie. Oh, take the good. ball and get a try 
see that gif with uh, Nathan Fillion coming out of Miss Piggy's trailer from the new Muppets show? No. Nathan Fillion's looking fucking fat. That dude looks like he has been playing a lot of Halo 5 and eating Mountain Dew and drinking Doritos. Uh, are they still eating making- Mountain Dew and drinking Doritos? <laughs> are they still making Castle? Uh, I don't know, but he'd be a fucking... Because that was just sad watching his not decline, because that would imply he's getting thinner, the expansion. And you're like, dude, you're like my hero, Serenity, and now... No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Go on your way of Elvis. He's like a fucking... Three castles. I don't know. He's a... <laughs> three castles. That's know. his uh, chain of... Res- well, his restaurant chain. Yep. What's bigger than a castle? That's what I was th- trying to think of, but I blanked on it. The Atlantic Wall. Thanks. Yep. Some World War Two there for you. Perfect. <laughs> it was pretty Schloss. giant, though. I don't feel that he's that big. But rugby. Yep. Outside of the graphics that you thought were... Football. Amazing. Not a great game, is it? Uh, it's... Certainly better than Rugby World Cup. It's it's. I think it's tricky. I mean, getting kicked in the teeth is better than Rugby World Cup. I mean, this is the, we've talked a lot about this off okay, off mic. Um, I think it's it depends on where you're coming from. So if you having played Rugby League Live One and Two, yep. you can kind of see what has progressed and more importantly what has not. Yep. Uh, if you're new to it, like I am. Yep. Then, and certainly coming out of Rugby World Cup 2015 and Rugby 15 before it, you can really appreciate the, when the simulated side actually works. Yep. Appreciate the shit out of that. Um, if you don't know a lot about Rugby League, this will be really tricky because it doesn't teach you anything about Rugby League. If you're an advanced player of sports games, you're going to learn to exploit it really quickly, I feel. If you don't know to look in the right menus, you're not going to find the training that you need to even understand how to play the fucking game properly. Uh, if you look in the help menu, then it'll tell you That's the wrong the fucking button. Oh, yeah. It tells you the wrong buttons on how to steal a ball. Yep. Like, and it has typos in there. Yeah. Lots of typos. Lots of typos. Which is really weird as an afterthought because if you're going to... Like Rugby World Cup did and Rugby 15 before it have static training screens. Just put them right in front of someone's face. Like at least that game, you've started your first game. You had to click through those or quit out of it, but you had to click through the training screens to go, okay, I understand that. That makes sense. And they've got drills, but they don't have drills that cover every aspect of the game. They actually don't cover a lot of aspects of the game. Cover very fucking odd. Bare bones. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I feel like as as a person who's played all the previous rugby league games, yes, uh, played most of the rugby games, and who plays a lot of sports games, like this is a fucking subpar sports game. Like it is just not what you expect from a sports game in general. Like the the line has been drawn. We've seen the shittest of the FIFA's, right? Like. In recent years, we've seen the shittest of the FIFAs. Um, Which one was that? 13, was it? 12? The last one for me. Really? 15. 15? In terms of additions, yeah. Like, it was a good Which game. One? one of them fucked up the defense, and I, I couldn't fucking stand it. I can't remember. I think that uh, was... The, it wasn't the last one. Um, which one was a few, perfect? A few years ago. Which one was perfect? perfect? It was like 11 or 12. Uh, 10 was perfect. 11, 11 and 12 were pretty perfect. Yeah, 11, I think. Uh, yeah, so it must be 13. was just, I thought, the low point of the, the series for me. But um, They changed, like, the ball hand physics or something like that. Yeah, they? they fucked around with that shit. Um, and, 
like, I don't know. I just feel like this doesn't even come close to that. Like, there is so many inconsistencies. You knock on constantly. Like, you collide with the ball and you knock the ball forward. And if you can do it successfully, uh, if you could repeat it, you could use that to a great advantage. And that's not something that should ever happen. It's treated in much the same way that a kicked ball violation or uh, a handball is treated in NBA or FIFA, respectively, in that it, it sort of doesn't want to penalize the player for something that is outside of their control, which is the AI colliding with the ball and then knocking it forward. It doesn't want to penalize you for that. But a kickball violation in, like, basketball is, like, a goofy fucking thing that almost never happens. And it shouldn't... You shouldn't be penalized for it in um, in NBA 2K, right? And a handball in... Uh, in FIFA, you can't control your arms at all. Yeah, I interviewed the guy and he said we don't count handballs because we don't actually um, simulate, like, the hands. They don't register as hands yep. unless you're the goalkeeper. Because it's like, because the player has no control and once you remove control in a simulated experience, it becomes bullshit, which is this game, right? Yeah. Except when you do feel that you have control, that's when it plays really well, right? Like, when you set up some quick passes, spot a gap, do a sidestep, break through the line and then, I don't know, goose step or fend your way over the last defender or just crash over him for a try. I found that immensely satisfying. I guess. I mean, it's too easy to exploit elements like that. And a lot of it I noticed most playing online, playing against you, playing against other people, was that there were people exploiting not so much me, even though I don't profess to be particularly amazing at this game. They were exploiting the shit AI. Yeah. The AI, the defensive AI, cannot close the gaps enough. And so either it is up to you to to rely on the AI to tackle, which it doesn't it do. It doesn't very do very often, well, no. And it clumps or, up and it doesn't. And, and then you deliberately drag players to fill in fucking massive holes in your defense. Or you pray to God that your fullback can, can stop the uh, open man now. And the, the alternative, the only way to really do it is to use your fullback to bait the uh, the stiff arm or the dodge, the sidestep. And so what that does is it slows down the runner and gives your AI an opportunity to catch up. Because if you can't do that, then they're fucking away. And, I mean, the game has enough problems with stamina as it is that you can just hold on the sprint button. And if you've got a speedy enough player like Uate or Jonathan Thurston, and in Rugby League Live 2... It was um, Greg Inglis. And in Rugby League Live 1, it was Israel Flau. Yeah. Like, if you've got these these people and you can identify them, you identify them really fucking quickly. Like, I mean, if you follow Rugby League at all, you'll do it. But even in the game, you can always see these guys who move so much faster. Ridiculously faster, yeah. And what you can do with them is you just hold the fucking R trigger and just fucking swerve them up and down the field. And they don't, they don't lose any speed as they turn. And it's not like they gain acceleration. They're not bunny hopping or anything, but they don't lose any speed turning. So because of that, there's no like problem with them snaking except for giving the people behind them something of an opportunity to catch up. But they're so much faster that they can afford to run twice the distance and still, as as long as it gets them around that last defender, 
they're fucking good. They're fine. And that's, that's a huge problem with the game. Like to, to have it pretend like it simulates an experience, but it doesn't even bother to have players slow down when they turn. It's just ridiculous. It's like yeah. super, it's, I mean, it's shit you expect to see in Jonah Lomu from fucking a decade and a half ago. And they run backwards a lot more before they'll turn. And I'm talking about even when you control, controlling a player, you've taken control of a defender yep. and someone just made a break past you. When you hold backwards, they run backwards for like five meters before they actually turn to sprint. And they can't accelerate while they're running backwards. No. Yeah. yeah. So holding sprint while you're running them backwards is literally just wasting stamina. Yeah. And my experience with um, career mode was really kind of disheartening and where I started to see the holes in the defensive AI most. Because when you're playing, you're like instantly switching to everyone, but in career mode, you're controlling one player. You are utterly dependent on, if you want to play your position properly, your teammates doing their job, stopping tries, making tackles, doing passes, even though you can request the ball whenever you want, when you have possession. Um, I found that I was tempted to run over and plug the gaps. Yep. Because I didn't want them to score points against me because, like returning to the FIFA interview that I had recently, I don't like a simulated experience where I don't feel that I have control. As soon as you make me feel that I didn't have control over something, where hitting the left trigger is supposed to jump me to the nearest player, and by nearest, it means nearest to the ball, right? Like, there's no ambiguity about what nearest means. Yeah. And it will, as you saw many times in our game just before, it will jump three or four players who are not the best option. Uh, and the guy who's right on your tail won't try to tackle you. Yep. He's like almost there to go, come on, human, take over. And it's almost as if they've kind of had this discussion in the office to say, how much do we want the AI to, you know, control tackling and be awesome? And how much do we need to empower the player to say, you need to take over and do all of this? You need to be the one-man team. Yeah. Because... You know, I, I kind of find that they didn't find the perfect push and pull between that. They at all. never have. Uh, it's, it's a problem that was like the plague the first two games as well. But why can't you, for instance, when you're playing online, agree on the difficulty, uh, sorry, yeah, the difficulty level of your AI? Why can't you set your AI to pro? Yeah. Or to rookie? Like, why is that not part of the, like, that sounds like a really logical option, right? I'm and sure they'd say that it's always set to the same thing or some shit. Yeah, but which means it's low. Yeah. Which means you can't rely on that, which means you can't... If you wanted to just play the one character online versus you, I want to play a certain winger, you want to play a certain winger, whatever, we can't just do that. Yeah. Because we have to, otherwise you'll break through in the middle, whatever. I guess if it's dumb AI versus dumb AI, but any time you pass the ball, you get possession, don't you? And even... Rugby World Cup 2015, as terrible as it was, had the option to let your AI run with the ball so that you could move a player into position and request a pass. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work well, but... No. It, it was there in theory. Yeah. Yeah, look, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think probably League Live is... Night like, 3 is very good, but... It's... I don't know. I, I think I say it about every single one of these games, but it is a step in the right direction. Like, it's It's peerless. Well, isn't that the problem? Like, if you want to play a rugby game right now, yeah, what do you advise? Jonah Loma rugby. No, no, you can't. How do you play that? You you get a PlayStation Three. No, I'm what you, is it on you, PlayStation Three? No, but it plays PlayStation One discs. Does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Does it? That's how I play Jonah Loma. Even I, I thought they removed backwards compatibility from no. It works for the PlayStation One. 
Just for the PlayStation 2, it does one. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Well, there you go. I apologize. Bingo, bingo. Solve. Problem solved. Yeah. Sherlock, eat your heart out. If you can't get a copy of that, though. Um, You've got to play this game, right? Is that fair to say? You get Madden. Yeah. uh, And you call nothing but running plays, and you use the lateral button a lot. (laughs) Have you played the latest Madden? No. They sent me multiple copies of Tiger Woods instead of the one copy of Madden I asked for, which was odd. <laughs> Sorry, not Tiger Woods. Rory McIlroy. What happened? Did Tiger Woods fall into Rory bad races? Uh, yeah, he cheated on his wife. And that's it. He's it's no multiple longer. Multiple porn stars. But is he still not a good golfer? Oh, uh, no. He's also no good at golf anymore. Okay, but, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. That should be the reason you get rid I of someone. I thought he did right. all right the other day. distracted. I think Tom Cruise is a nut as a Scientologist, but goddamn, I love that his films. That act. <laughs> mm. True that. Um, me just watching you guys, I guess the main difference that I saw was the animations were a lot cleaner. Um, than what Rugby World Cup than Rugby World Cup yeah like <laughs> yeah. there was <laughs> less weird warping on the screen maybe yeah. there was still some but there was, but yeah. it's there was so still more than there should be in a fucking hundred dollar game right yeah that's 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 the pill I can't swallow yeah is that they sell this for a hundred dollars how much would you pay for that to a point where you would not feel treated thirty max but see see my problem is okay. If you want to play that game as an arcade experience, you can literally set it to the lowest level and have a hell of a time. Play it cooperatively. Get four people on the same team, passing the ball around. It takes care of all of the right trigger advanced moves for you. You'll basically break through every other tackle. But it's fun um, for a really casual... Or someone who likes League but doesn't like games. So I've got the thing for Blu-ray. I might as well get a game for it, you know? Yep. But then if you want the simulated experience, I think that's where you go, okay, there are problems here. And they're not selling it as an arcade game. They're selling it as a rugby simulator. Yeah. I think it's how you have to judge it. And I think there are huge problems as soon as you start looking at, uh, at it as more than just an arcade rugby title on its lowest difficulty setting. Yeah. Is it still, uh, is it Big Ant or Red Ant? Big Ant. Big, Big Ant. Ants. Yep. Big Ant. And they're just... H-E-S? HES publishes, yeah. They're distributing their Progressive assholes on their forums. You've jumped in there and had a chat, haven't you? Yes, I have. See, because you probably. Did anyone here play Don Bradman Cricket? No. No. That game is. Someone they took off the shelves, or was. No, no, no. That was uh, Ashes something. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd played that because that looked hilarious. Yeah, I did. But Don Bradman Cricket is amazing. Now, visually, it's a turd, which is why I was, in my mind, apart from Rugby World Cup, I was comparing Rugby League Live 3 to Big Ant's last effort, which was the ugliest balls, Don Bradman cricket. Yep. But what Don Bradman cricket got right was the simulated part. Right. Was the, the physics of the way that the ball moves, where if you slightly mistime it, you're not hitting it center of your bat, you're edging it. like, And you actually can see that you made the mistake. Yep. And not, oh, okay, the game has determined that I needed to lose a wicket, thus this happened. It's always your timing or something you did wrong, and you can see that, and it's fair. Stupidly steep learning curve again doesn't teach you anything about how to play the game. Has a lot of stupid options, like semi-assisted fielding means that you have to click a button, like click a joystick. Why is it always a click a joystick to do something? To take a catch. Now, if, if I've just bowled the ball at you at 150 kilometers an hour and you've smacked it back at me, I have to hit this basically just as the animation has started to take the catch. Otherwise, the camera cuts back and it's a drop catch. 
because I didn't press the catch button, Joby. Same thing as slip fielding or, uh, you know, it's stupid, but fully assisted fixes that. But you also feel like you're not a bit really of a cheat. That involved. You're yeah. not having that similar. Yeah. But really, like, they mechanically, they got it right, which is what I was expecting yep. the pedigree to be. Well, okay, it might not look that great, Rugby League Live 3, this is the expectation going in, but goddamn, I can expect it to be an accurately simulated depiction of the game. Well, that was them batting above their average. Oh! oh. That was a cricket. Yeah. I um, watch cricket. You just you stared at I said like, batting. Like. You know that they have batting in cricket, right? You know basic terms, don't you? Enough to, like pass as a man in a pub right <laughs> when the ashes are on mm. he doesn't right. go into pubs no okay I think baseball is more exciting than cricket I haven't really watched too much baseball are there any good baseball games major league yeah. baseball yeah, was supposed to be, to be quite good ones yeah. Yeah, is, good is, ones. are they still making that series I don't know is it MLB the show does it come over here does it get released here not really no no I remember well, 2K, who does it? Two K, Two K were doing it. Two uh, K, and then Sony were doing it at one stage. Sony I think. does the only one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were good games when I was playing yeah, them back in. Good. Back All in about the, the timing on the head. Yeah, yeah. I remember that in Game Boy Mario bloody baseball which was fun as balls getting the system link cable and playing against someone. Yeah. That was all timing as well and some of those fastballs were were quite fast and while it was very arcadey it was still mm. not super simulated but you of, still felt like you had control over. Yeah. This is a bit like a tennis game in terms of the actual mechanics. Yeah. Mm. Baseball is like they're trying to hit the ball. That's what I like about it. Dude, cr- d- don't shit on cricket. Okay. This whole comparison of like Walk. baseball is better than Walk. like the, the thing that makes cricket so incredible is the fact that the ball bounces and it has all this stitching and stuff on it so it can move through the air it can move different ways you can do so many different things in terms of being able to actually bounce the ball as opposed to just changing pace of your throw and maybe a bit of curve have you seen fucking people throw baseballs they are nuts they're like like knuckle puck from mighty mighty ducks just boom i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) they do some interesting things with i'm I'm not sure that but i'm saying that like Cricket's like crazy because at the end oh, of the day, oh. the ball's still coming at you in, in, in baseball through the air. Yeah. And this one is, you've got to take into account not just the speed and whatever, but like where it's hitting the pitch, what that part of the pitch is, is like. Is it shit? Is it grassy? Is it, and then also where's the seam? It's crazy. And then all of that, that like happens, reaction. When they hit it once in 30 balls, I'm like, oh, that was. Well, you're fun. watching the wrong kind of cricket, man. I don't advise anyone to watch, um, test, test cricket. cricket. But if you go and watch, like, if you want to actually have an interest in cricket and see if it's worthwhile, watch a T20 match. Yeah, they're, those they're games okay. are insane. And, like, that is cricket at its best. That's big hits, big wickets. Boom. Cricket. Um, watch T20. Right. And if you tell me T20 is boring, then I'll be like, okay. All right. Well, your cricket's not for you. But Big Bash League's coming up soon. Yeah. Do you watch Big Bash, Joe? You'd watch it. I don't, I don't really watch it, but it's I good to have on the highlights. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of sports that I watch highlights of for days that I just can't be bothered fucking watching all of, you know. I've got the two TV set up, so I have one yeah. TV with, you know, Big Bash on and then main TV watching movies, playing See, games. See, can't do that. Got to watch basketball instead. Basketball starts in six weeks, five, five weeks. Five weeks, yeah. Play Rugby, uh, pre-season soon. Rugby World Cup starts this week. This week? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think later... Actually, I've got to buy a f- fucking Foxtel. God damn it. Next month. 
No, it's um, it's this week. Might even be cool. in a day or two. Sweet. NFL started. Really bad times though, by the way. Like yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. Gonna have to change my sleeping habits. Fucking England. Fucking England. Why would you play it in England? I don't know. I don't Stupid. Tossed Just play it in Australia and New Zealand. Let it go. That's where it was last time, right? New Zealand. Yeah, it yeah, was. Nice. And that embarrassing, embarrassing final that we won, like seven five or something. Disgusting. I it don't is. Remember it. it was a forgettable game. Ah. Uh, I'm still working my way through uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. I'm um, I'm OCDing with that game as well. Cool. With the side missions. It's um, it's quite good. The side ops. Yeah. What are you up to? Uh, I think I've done like 50 side ops. Fucking hell. Uh, I'm at like mission 20, 22 because I just got my forward operating base. Right. You uh, didn't build it, did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, and then I was like, you can now be invaded. I was like, oh, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the multiplayer component of that game is you build a offshore base to your main base and then you put defenses on there, which costs uh, money depending on how much money you want to throw at this thing, it depends on how much a, a defense um, setup you want on this base. So, Real money or in-game no, currency? No, in-game, okay. in-game currency. Um, so if you want more soldiers, that costs money. If you want uh, surveillance equipment on there to detect people that come on there, that costs more money. Um, and then basically all these things alert the presence of this person that's attacking your base a player a human. yeah another player and if you are actually playing the game at that time you'll get notified and you can go and stop them um but you could be not playing the game you could be asleep and this could still be happening so you might wake up and all your shit has been raided from that that base invariably that is exactly what happens can you turn that off the not- feature if you never build a forward operating base, which they don't explain, then you can't be invaded. Have you tried out the multiplayer? Uh, yes. So you, it's basically game invasion, right? Yeah. And you've invaded someone's game? Yeah. How is it? Eh. If they don't show up, uh, you kidnap everyone and you leave. If With the do- parachute thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you fault them out. If they do show up, uh, they, you, like, they have infinity lives and you have one life. Uh, life, so uh, they just use rocket launches. What? Why play. do they have infinity lives? I don't know. It's really fucking dumb. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That sounds tacked on as shit. Uh, it's, well, that specific rule in particular is dumb as fuck, and it ruins the entire thing. So, uh, yeah, they just get a rocket launcher. Should be one life each, right? Until you die. Hey? One life each, right? Wouldn't that make sense? That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, like every other game invasion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that needs to be patched. Even Watch Dogs got that right. That's right. I just referenced Watch Dogs. Fresh. I like Watch Dogs. Um, no, you didn't. Yeah, so I've just I've just gotten to that part. Um, and I haven't been invaded, but... You have now. I pro- uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, but Joe's like, done it. I, I maybe did. I don't know, because I built it, and then the next day I jumped on, and there's some sort of leaderboard system that's happening. Um and I haven't figured that part out. Like, I'm earning points for something, and I don't know what I'm earning points for, but it seems like I'm winning and losing something. Like, have you seen that leaderboard? No, no idea what you're talking it's, about. There's some sort of simulation oh, thing yes, that yes, does. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What, what is that? I don't know. What does that mean? It's all related to the multiplayer, so it's inconsequential if you're not playing multiplayer. But I don't understand if it's doing things while I'm not there. Like, It's not. 
it's sending my dudes off and nope. uh, I don't fucking understand it. Anyway, um, so what happens is in this multiplayer stuff, if if uh, you're not detected uh, when you go and do this mission, then they can't retaliate and come back and get you. So you could successfully just go through and take all this shit and they don't, they can't come back and get you. But if, if you're spotted and maybe you fail, they can invade your game and- Steal all your shit. And steal all your stuff, so- um, have you done that? No, I haven't done any of this stuff yet. You can help other people out as well. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's kind of like online missions or something. So you can go help uh, randomly assign people and, and stop stop their bases from getting attacked. And there's like this whole leaderboard system to this thing. So it gives you a ranking of like E and you work your way up. And I, I don't know, I get, you guess you get um, points. It's to, unbelievably poorly explained. Don't, it's just not. Oh, I don't know time. what they do. Um, you get, it seems like you get, uh, different items out of that. So the more points you get, you can spend the points on either better staff or, or better equipment. That's kind of where, what I'm getting from it at the moment. No. Sounds like a Jason Rohrer game, the castle doctrine. Probably. What? Jason Rohrer made a game that was pretty much just the multiplayer Hmm. of what you're talking about. Right. Invading other people's houses, taking their shit. But that's the thing. Like, that, this is a very small component of this whole game. Yeah. And that's what's so nuts about Metal Gear Solid Five is that every... There is just all the... Like, when you think of an open world Far Cry, like, there's a type of mission that is, you know, go climb the towers or go collect this thing or go kill this thing. But in this game... They don't have that. They're all just these like mini games. Like this is a totally separate game that's detached from the world that's somewhere else and you go off and do this other thing. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. It is a crazy fucking insane concept like execution for a game. Like and most of it works. Like almost all of it works all the time. And some of it really doesn't. It, it does need a it still needs a, a patch to tweak things. Um I think that the dispatch missions for your your guys that you can send off and say, "Hey, um, go stop the, go ambush this place so that they don't have flashlights anymore, yep. or go ambush this place so that the enemies don't have body armor anymore or helmets." Like, there's no clear indication of what area they're infiltrating and stopping, and then how long that lasts for because it just seems like that list is constantly refreshing. It and seems like shit. obscurity is deliberate and uh like they it's there on purpose but as far as i can tell it only refreshes often enough that both areas in the game can be missing stuff like for one entire rotation so by the time so it takes long enough it takes like 30 minutes for the mission to complete yeah and that will do it in one area and then it will take 30 minutes for the other mission to complete, right? Mm. So, if you eliminate flashlights from Afghanistan, that will take 30 minutes and then that will be gone. And then you'll need 30 minutes to eliminate flashlights from uh, Zaire. But by the time that's over, uh, Afghanistan will be finished as well. But it doesn't tell you clearly where that area is. You have to look on the map. What do you mean? Like, it doesn't say this, you are eliminating flashlights from right, yes. this place. It just says from the uh, operational area. It doesn't say Afghanistan or no. yeah. Africa. 
it just says the area and I then think it's on purpose. you've got to look at the map and go all right well that one is afghanistan this one is africa and then it, it just doesn't like it doesn't tell you well this one's going to be out for an hour like is it worth it in the end like am i going to be in that area when i waste 40 minutes doing that mission like or will i be back in afghanistan at this stage you still get a chunk of gmp and you do but you lose 10 percent of your soldiers or whatever it is at that stage never do anything where you lose more than three percent of your soldiers what the fuck man i'm losing about 10 percent on those those ones you should not be yeah do like get a recruit better combat soldiers and b i'm pretty high at the moment don't pick a mission if it says your expected losses are higher than three percent i be i think that's because i'm so far in the game that i'm not far and like i've been doing all the side right. stuff it, it thinks i'm further than what i am yeah yeah your heroism is probably well above what it should be and shit yeah so, so i'm losing 10 percent, but recruiting SL i'm recruiting 75 percent chance i'll recruit at a plus plus person or whatever right um so even though i'm losing maybe a, a b or a c yeah, I should still be recruiting somebody. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not finding that it's worth it. Like I'm just randomly clicking shit on there because I'm just like, whatever. I'll get the the money. Well, losing um, a B and gaining an A plus plus is still a fucking net gain. I though. might not gain it. It's I might fail the mission because it's a eighty five percent chance or a ninety percent chance. Okay. Um, and then the percentage of being able to recruit somebody is not always. It's usually like a fifty or seventy percent. I think. Right. Yeah. Around there, it's not always one hundred percent. You still get GMP. Uh, yeah, I've been. I don't have much anymore because I've just done the forward operating base. So I've, I've done all my upgrades yeah. for that right. area at the moment. Um, no, I mean you still get GMP from the combat mission. Yeah, yeah, you earn that. So anyway, so uh, I've been yeah doing side missions with basically quiet, yep. and I've pretty much maxed her out. I think she's at maybe nineties at the moment for bond level. Yeah, bond level. She's yep. pretty high. Um, <laughs> do you do you know? What the max is? No, do you know how to fucking max her out? The easiest way? I, I when just- When you're in the helicopter with her? Yeah. Stare at her. That maxes her? Really? Yep. That's dumb. It is pretty dumb. And it does it faster if you stare at her boobs. Of course they do. <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. You won't <laughs> see that in a video shortly somewhere. <laughs> Did you figure that one out, Jeremy? Uh, no, I read it on the internet. Yeah, uh, was it getting slammed? Because I, uh, I didn't use her ever, and then um, to unlock one of the later missions, you need a max bond level with her, and so I needed it to happen rather quickly, and I didn't really like. I just wanted to get it done, um, and so I'm like, okay, I wonder if I can do this in just a couple of missions, and so the best ways to do it are to tell her, like, let her do just do everything, everything. Um, yeah. If you do it three times in a row, then uh, you get like a butterfly emblem, which is uh, that's like if you put that on your emblem, that increases your bond with her. And if you stare at her in the helicopter, then that increases your bond with her. Hilarious. And if you go visit her in a jail cell. Yeah. So I, I um, basically got to the point where I, I, I um, upgraded her sniper rifle to a, a sniper rifle with a suppressor trank. on it oh and the trank as well yep so uh, i've got the ability for her to cover me so basically what that does is i just select that and she just shoots at people around me yeah um because she's silenced nobody really knows and i just run in 
and everybody's asleep and then I do the mission and then leave and I, I bond up. Um, the last three main missions I've done, I've S-ranked because I don't have to do anything. I you literally can't get higher than an A. With her? With an airstrike. When? Did you say you airstriked? Yeah, S-ranked. Oh, S-ranked. I thought you yeah. said airstrike. Yeah, I thought you said oh, no, airstriked. No. S-ranked. The last three missions with her just right, yeah. running in and like the one where you have to, to trank, uh, you have to get all the kids. Right. Not get all the kids, but you have to, um, there's one kid you got to get and you can't kill anybody. So I just ran in with her, uncover me, just fucking knocked out all the kids and then ran in out in the open and she just darted him like a bunch of times and he fell on the floor and that was it. It took me like five minutes. You know, uh, yeah, you can <laughs> trank him before you ever- like get to that bit probably yeah you can track him from ages away yeah which is awesome but i've got it's like like a whole semi boss fight scene because he goes ballistic when you show up um but if you like grab a sniper rifle and perch on a roof away away then you can just track him and he'll go down and then you walk in and off you go, and if he's uh, if he goes down, if he gets whisked away, then all the other little child soldiers run away, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, well, they were all asleep in my game, so <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's just gotten to the point where it's been like uh, it seems like I've made it too easy for myself now. Um, Have you maxed out D Dog? Nah, he's he was all right. He's just I got quiet, and she was smashing shit. So D Dog's amazing. Seems all right. Um, Anyway, yeah, that game's nuts. There's lots of stuff to do. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Um, but you it, you really, like, it, if you fall into the trap of just the, like, because I do it as well, the common thing where you just go for the easiest fucking route, then you can really ruin it for yourself. Like, it's it's open enough and, and uh, broad enough that you, you need to, like, use your imagination within it. Like- it is very easy to just yeah rely very heavily on your uh, your bond your buddies, but yeah, if you do decide to do some wacky shit, then you can have a lot of fun. But so, if so you I've, don't, I've, I've never understood why people like use that as a uh, an excuse to say that a game's shit. Like, oh, it's so easy because you can just use this ability, and you're like, but you don't have to use like Hitman with its like sense ability. Like you can disable that shit. You don't have to use it. There are some games where, uh, like you're never really given a reason not to. Like, if experimenting or if trying to push the boundaries of game isn't interesting enough, then there is no point but to complete it in its most optimal way. And if you've worked out the the direct path between point A and point B, then why the fuck wouldn't you do it? And if that is, like, just tedious, then, I, you know, it, it makes the game tedious. Yeah, but I mean, I'd say, why are you playing that game? So, I wouldn't... I'm, right. I'm defending your Metal Gear here, Job. I know. And I'm know. saying that if, yes, you can, that is an option to do it, to cheese every mission yep. and get an S ranking. But you don't have to, right? You don't have no, to I, do I it that way. Been. You can choose to make it harder, like... I talked about earlier with Mad Max and whatnot. Like, you can choose to do certain upgrade paths to make certain things easier. Yeah. Or you yeah. can choose to deliberately avoid that to say, you know what, I want a bit of a challenge in this area. Yeah. So, I've never seen that as, a, like, I think it's an accessibility thing. 
or kind of like a reward if you didn't like a certain thing so you could upgrade to avoid it or make it easier. Mm. Cool. Um, but it certainly doesn't mean you have to do it that way just because it's the easiest. Yeah. Like I've got, I don't have any um, other than my primary machine gun that I use in emergencies when my silencer has run, either run out of bullets or my suppressor is fucked. Yep. Uh, but now that I've got quiet, um, I would just hit the fire at will button and she would help me out. But in the past, I would just use my machine gun and blast my way through. But otherwise, like, I haven't been... Other than that one mission with the kids, because I needed to not... It basically said, don't hurt anybody. Um, so, I just tranked them all out. Like, I haven't used quiet on a fire at will command. She's just been my backup. So, if shit goes bad, then she starts shooting people. But otherwise, I'm stealthing in the yeah. entire way. Um, unless it's a side... Like, if it's a side mission and... It, none of that shit counts anyway. You can just run in and take the blueprint and leave. So yeah. I can just run in and have her go and cover me, take everyone out and just leave out of there. Um, but otherwise, I am stealthing in and trying to not get caught. Um, but if things do go bad, she's there to back up. So, and that's what usually like that's what those, I guess, buddies are there for. Yeah. Um, if you want them to be, you you could don't, you have them on kill everything, but. Uh, I'm not playing that way, so yeah. So there's no point in me getting machine guns and rocket launchers, and like, I don't have any of that gear on me. You should. I've got Research um, some rocket launchers. No, I've got the rocket launchers in case there's a, uh, like a what the fuck, Chopper. a helicopter, because yeah. I don't know how to deal with it under shooting at them. But yeah. if there's a yeah. tank, I just run up Fulton it and yeah. see you later. Just trust me on this. Research the best rocket launchers you can afford. I just shoot people. No, just do it. It's yeah. just going to be real helpful. Okay. Spoilers. Just do it. But I call him my helicopter. No. There's a helicopter because he no. deals with helicopters. Just. My power range is helicopter. Do what I'm telling you to do. Otherwise, it's going to be rough. Pro tip. Pro is tip. I'm pretty sure I've, I've unlocked some good ones. Yeah. So I just need to buy it. And yeah. That'll be it. Yeah. I don't use any of the mines yet or the, the weird decoy bullets. There's a uh, there's a mine that EMPs. I've got vehicles. that. That one's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But I like I don't feel the need I to using that stuff because I've I've not had a problem with sneaking up to tanks or just shooting them off into the sky. It's just better when they're like careening down a road. Yeah. If you stop the one in front, the rest of them will stop buying it and then you just fucking whoop, whoop, whoop. hilarious. Hmm. Well, they're all not paying. But I guess that's a mission you need to know that, like, the tax will be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not the first. You don't really put it down preemptively. Because stuff can get quite expensive. I think think I'm on, like, 25,000 or something. Fuck. Something ridiculous. I don't think I ever drop below, like, 200 grand or something. Per mission? Oh, no. Sorry. Total. Yeah, your deployment cost. Yeah, my deployment costs got well out of control. Yeah, that were, and I'm like, well, I don't have anything worth <laughs> worth using. Yeah, because uh, you'll you'll do a mission and it's like, well, here's 150 thousand or 200 thousand minus your deployment cost, which is like usually up there, eighty thousand, because you had to call in a support helicopter to get you there. Yeah, uh, plus your deployment cost of all your gear. And then to get you back out of there is another 16,000. If you take all the armor off your helicopter, 
and all the gear off it except for your speakers. No, I've got to have the speakers. It costs a lot less. Yeah, no, I, I need all that stuff. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Anyway, that's good. Word. Risk. Risk. We played Risk Legacy, Legacy. again. Didn't oh, we? yeah. Game Game 2. Game of games. Uh, game 2. Well, round 2, I guess. Round uh, 2. So we a continuation. Board games. Yeah. At Luke's house. Uh, just one board game. And uh, the first time we played, I won both games. Yeah, I remember you saying. Yep. Well, this time, the first game, Nathan, uh, I don't know, like, dictated that everyone gang up on me. But they didn't have to listen to me, Joe. They just chose to. We didn't. It was just you doing the the, most of the uh, destroying. No. No, it wasn't. No, it really wasn't. (laughs) Who else is doing it? Uh, You. Uh, I did a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And Nate's girlfriend. Yeah, everyone was attacking Job. Mm. And it was like, and I hope you understood this, it was just didn't want to see your name three times in a row on the board. It was time for someone else. And also, in fairness, you had spent at least the last game before that incepting people to do do your will and it worked out better than you could have hoped for. Well, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's fine. All I did was suggest that we beat you for a very simple reason and it... People tended to agree. Look, we so wanted open cards. the game for me. That was that was right. yeah. Okay, with that one game, yeah, the the needs of many were outweighed. Well, not outweighed. Your shitty needs were outweighed by the needs of the many. Shitty. Yeah, man. Fuck it. You got your name on the board twice. Settle down. You had two nukes that you put to poor use. Cunty use. Hilarious use <laughs> in the follow up game. Uh-huh. But that was fine. You know, and we had a pack that you broke in the second game, and that won't come back to bite you on the ass at all. But <laughs> so well, I feel like we're even on that front, Joby. As always, so what happened? First game, I got wiped out very fucking early. Uh, that was good as was, well, right? Because we got to we got to open cards, we got to crack something. Yes. Oh, spe- uh, and uh, and then um, yeah, second game was a bit more I don't know reasonable, I suppose. It was balanced, right? Yeah. This actually the first game was quite close. I didn't know who would win that. Um because we kind of got you out of there. Yep. And that left a lot of space for like a whole territory to be kind of taken over. True. Uh well, it's not like I had a lot of space anyway, but yeah, all of Asia was up for grabs. Mm. So you guys went for it. Who who did win that? Uh, game? I won the first, that one. Right. Uh, Tanil and yeah, yeah. You and your lady. Yep. Um yeah, and that was pretty funny as well because I remember everyone. I the way I could see it, everyone had was like about one roll one, away, one yeah. turn away from victory, oh. from winning it all. But um, yeah, the second game, uh, yeah, Nate just sort of like stumbled into Everybody. victory conditions. Uh, like sitting on top of victory conditions just by fucking happenstance and having fighting like, everybody as well yeah no, no, you no, were no, fighting no. me no, you were no, fighting I, no, Job I you fought fighting- you and that was it like that was the I only had that option because I couldn't expand out anymore without fighting someone else so I'm like I just need to fight down I put I put toxic waste on his doorstep. For that you. was such a stupid. <laughs> I, to- to I told you, like shit. everyone's like, "Oh, Nathan, you lie," and I'm like, "No, I do everything that I say. Like, I, if I say I'm not going to attack you, I don't attack you. If I say I'm going to attack you, I attack you. Like, 
Yeah. There's no reading into it. It's no deep level here. So I, you know, I said to you that you were safe for one move, and I was true to that. And that yep. implied, I thought very heavily, that beyond that, you weren't safe at all. Weren't safe. Yeah. So the the cards we opened when Job was eliminated yep. were some extra scar cards. Yeah. Oh, and yes. then some extra so scars. Are, yeah, you put them on the board, and they permanently alter rules of the board, like that that territory. Yeah. Or that country. Yeah, Australia's a bit fucking OP. OP now. Way OP. Yeah. Um, and then there was also the blue one as well, right? Uh, Which you put on there. The mercenaries, yes. Yeah. And so, uh, basically, if you have a mercenary scar on a territory, then you get an extra unit at the end of every turn. And if you have biohazard scar on a territory, whoever owns it loses a unit at the end of every turn. Which is prickish because if you own an entire continent, you get a troop bonus. So you have to bleed one troop per move to maintain the troop bonus. So I owned all of North America and Dickface over there put a biohazard on Greenland. And so I had to keep two fucking units in Greenland, no matter what, just to keep one because one would disappear at the end of every fucking round. But at the end, like owning all of the USA got me a five troop bonus, so it not being semi worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, overall worth it, definitely. Yeah, so you only get four instead of five. Yeah. But you also then had the mercenary bonus, didn't you? So cancelled it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Nate, like, fucking found himself sitting next to two. Countries away from victory. Two countries away from victory, yeah. And then one country away from victory. And then literally sitting on top of the headquarters of uh, TJ, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and she had stacks of units, and all she had to do was fucking roll anything, and she rolled fucking ones and twos repeatedly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she lost all her troops, and- all Nate needed to do was win this role and it would have been over and I had missiles uh, if you win a game instead of getting a bonus to your start you get a handicap things and they uh, you can change one role to a six an un- uncontested six and uh, so every time TJ the two times TJ rolled a fucking one uh, to lose the fucking game for us uh, it was three. She used hers too. Oh yeah, right, true. Uh, yeah, so she Did used. You use yours as well. I didn't have any because I won the game mine again. You didn't have a nuke. Thank fuck I won after that. So you should have uh, had a nuke. Nate lost because I would have been very. Was it four? Did he use one as well? No. Okay, because he had one. Because yeah, he yeah. used it on me. Earlier. Right. Uh, yeah, no, that's sure. right. Yeah. Because this was quite early on in the game. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was like, fucking turn two or some shit. It was ridiculous. Because yeah, you your missus really pointed right. it out. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's only two moves. I'm like, oh, I hadn't even looked at that. Excellent. Thanks. I could win. Well played. But the thing the thing before that is, I seem to be really unlucky with rolling dice. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I just proportionately roll shit over average or great. And TJ was rolling amazingly. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I've got to try it. Like, I'm two steps away from victory and it was just boom, 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 boom. Like I didn't lose that many troops until the missiles started coming out. In game one, when I was uh, getting crushed and your girlfriend, I rolled, I had one troop on a spot and I rolled a one and I'm like, here you go, fucking take it and she rolled three fucking ones. Yep, Holy that's, shit. that's her specialty. Triple snake eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah triple snake. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, so then I broke our truce and I trumped or oh, trounced my way through. Uh, apparently had Europe. to. Classic North America. Whatever. I did have to. <laughs> you could have just reinforced and taken out TJ. I know. <laughs> no, it was, it was the right move. It doesn't mean I can, you know, yeah. I'm still bitter about it. You don't have it. to be happy about it. Yeah, well, just like you don't have to be happy about the first game. I understand. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I... I don't think you you didn't recover from that, did you? No, I lost I lost too many troops, and then yeah. I kn- knew that he I was in me. As I'd pissed off him. I'd pissed off TJ. So I had people on both sides. I didn't really think you were going to attack again, um, but it ended up with my girlfriend just kind of like Sleeping turning up at the end and winning. Yeah. <laughs> just, no one was fighting her. Australia she just kind of went woo and just warped up from Australia, which is the OP yeah, super OP country. To be- it's ridiculous now. Like we have scarred it to a point. Like it's got two major cities. Actually. It's pretty good for me, to be frank. Cause, or for uh, her. Or for her. Because uh, major cities, you can only place a headquarters on a major city if you placed that major city. And so you scar a territory with a major city. And uh, that basically makes it yours. You're going to have to throw now. some and of so, those biohazards. Uh, he's got East Australia. His girlfriend's got West Australia. And uh, yeah, we've we've scarred it to a point where um, it's a... Uh, it's fairly advantageous. I mean, just outside of it has a uh, negative scar as well. Um, so it's difficult to uh, penetrate and defend from while you're attacking it. And yeah, There's only one way in. Like, yeah, only one way in. Yeah. Which is crazy, because everywhere else has at least... Two or three. No, it's at least three, isn't it? Everywhere else. Asia from... Madagascar has two. That's probably the best you're going to get. Japan has two. Yeah. But no, Japan's part of Asia, so the continents, I mean. Oh, right. Yeah, no, they've all got multiple ways in. Yeah. What about South America? Uh, two. Yeah. Africa. Yeah, North except America. South America's fucked because uh, there's scarred on there. Oh, yeah, we scarred really it. It's shit. It's yeah. fucked. It's shit. It's like the worst place to be. No, it's got one bad scar. It's got two good ones right up close to North America. It's got the two defensive ones, True. isn't it? Yeah. Um, And then yeah. after that game, who won that game? Yeah. Your girlfriend, girlfriend won. Uh, and then after that game, we open the, there's a card set underneath so upset about the that. game pieces. Um, a, yeah. Like basically attached to the bottom of the board and it says, do not open this ever. And, uh, I voted no. I also voted no. Uh, but I asked the, the group. Uh, majority rules. And, uh, if they wanted to open it at the end of the game and we chose to open it. And that's the worst idea ever. Yep. So now there's like an illness. Can we just put it away? Pretend we didn't open it. No, we can't. There's an illness that play- plagues the world from here on out, and uh, so every single, I think it's every fucking turn. Oh, and it like it picks a fucking territory shit. at random, and every single troop in that territory dies, and the ones around it lose half their troops and the ones around those lose like a quarter of their troops fucking bananas really rough why Super did you open rough. that we should open a one assist do not open why didn't you veto that Joby come on it's not how I roll El Presidente yeah but uh so now we've we've fucked it but still should be interesting for the next time I think we just pretend we didn't open it I think not no just for a little bit longer <laughs> I said we should can't open we, it can't, can't we vote to not play those things we, just, no, we can we can open the game you all will learn you'll all learn from my mistakes anyway uh, pandemic 
Legacy launches apparently later this month. Ooh. So uh, I'm definitely going to get that. We'll have to try it out. I'm pretty pumped. Anyway. Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege. We played this today. Yes. It's good fun. You should play that, John. You should play it, John. It's got a lot of counter in it. Team. Looks fun. I think you would like it. Yeah, I'd probably like it. Yeah. Is it action-y? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tactical. Very tense. I want it to be more tactical than action Very tactical. Oh, it's... it's. I think it's, it's got a good tactical. balance. It's very... Yeah, it's both. It's I, good. I think our last... Like, the very last match was probably the best tactical yeah. effort from all of us but uh, like on our side of the table yeah. at least not so well on your side of the you table. had the hack beat sensor we did um, we should ex- again I did not even it know it was in the game <laughs> so uh, so basically it's uh, TVT so team versus team uh, there is a an objective in a building one team defends the other team attacks and uh, it goes through a number of stages. It's got like a planning phase, sorry, equipment phase where you pick which character you're going to be. Each character has a different like equipment available to them. Um, and then you change items if you want to. You select where you're going to spawn. Um, and then you jump into the planning phase. And during this phase, the defenders put up barricades. They put up um, like barbed wire. They brick up uh, windows they yeah basically just make sure it's difficult for the attackers to get in uh, meanwhile the attackers have little drones that they drive around the uh, the map and they need to locate where the objective is and locate as many of the defenders as possible yeah kind of scout out the area see what's getting blocked off and where they should go and during this moment uh the attackers can't really move but the defenders are able to and they're also able to shoot like normal which uh means that the defenders are able to shoot the drones or each other or each other hilariously uh and so, yeah, what it means, what, what basically happens is, uh, yeah, you need to kill the drones and put up, like, defences to make sure that the attackers can't get in and they don't get any vision on the uh, objective because that's the ideal situation. Um, the map we were playing, we kept playing the same map, which was in Hereford, uh, the SAS uh, kill um, field, kill, kill house, that's it, the kill house in Hereford. And, uh, yeah, basically, you're trying to, yeah, break in, uh, kill all the bad guys, or at least occupy the objective for long enough to own it. And, yeah, it goes, uh, it goes attacker, defender, attacker, defender, and then a decider. And, yeah, it's good fun. For the games we had, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think... I think it even goes... It goes into overtime. It goes into overtime. We had a so, draw. Yeah, it goes into overtime, and then it has a final, like, match point overtime as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very, um, like, it's it's not your battlefield type of hit hit detection. It's like, it, you'll get hit a couple times and you're dead, yeah. or even once. Like, if they get a really close range attack on you, you don't soak bullets in this. No. It's still very Rainbow Sixy. Unless yeah. you've got a shield. Unless you've got a shield. Unless you've got a shield. That's so we played uh, 5v5, two teams. Uh, myself, Job, Zareen from GameSpot. Um, who else is on our team? Yeah, Daniel Wilkes from PC Powerplay. At first. Daniel Wilkes from PC Powerplay. And you had the dev, and the Benoit. Dev, yeah. 
Yeah. And ben, then what? I don't remember. Ben something. Something. Yeah. Uh, Nathan's team was Nathan, David from Game Informer. Um, yeah. Ben. Luke from- Riley from IGN. Ben yeah. from MMGN. Ben from MMGN and uh, Mikey from Ubisoft. Yeah. Mikey from Ubisoft. Okay. And, uh, yeah. It was... Uh, this was in Sydney? This is in Sydney, yeah. Oh. Earlier yeah. today. A um, lot of communication needed. Yeah. Because you're you're basically picking loadouts. Well, when we haven't played much of it, but from what we gathered, like, picking loadouts that kind of fit together as a, as a team. Like, yeah. you want to have one guy be a dude that sets up defender a, a defense and then one guy that has like breaching abilities or technology like you want to kind of not have everybody be the same thing like i'm going to be the dude yeah, that shoots everyone the same roles and you need to know what each other player has so it's doing you, yeah it's you know it's it's sort of like picking a hero um but, but picking an operator locks out the ability for another person on your team to pick that operator and there's a big difference between uh, attacking abilities and gadgets defending, versus yeah. defending abilities and gadgets. And like you said, yeah, the strategies that are involved with, for instance, you guys used grenades against us a lot at one stage. So I picked an operator defending who had the ability to pop a little electrical device that yeah. detonates grenades prematurely stops them, yeah. or stops yeah, them or disarms them or whatever it was. Um, but then you, either you guys didn't use grenades again or it was doing its job, one of the two. No, we weren't. I feel like we didn't. You stopped using grenades. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. waste of uh, my ability. Yeah. There's another guy who dropped armor. So we were doubling yeah. up on armor a lot. Yeah, that was annoying. Oh, okay. We didn't, we weren't on we top We didn't of that use that yet. at all. We did. We used it once. Do uh, we? The Tev. Dropped it for us. Yeah. yeah, he was the one who kept dropping it. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one playing properly. Yeah. yeah well, he, knew, he definitely knew what he was oh, doing. Yeah, he, was, he called um, some fucking shit for your team. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, what shit? There was some stuff that was like... Um, anyway, so the, the big thing about the game is like destructible environments and uh, multi-level like accessibility in there. So the one we were doing was like, was it three or four floors? Uh, two, at least two floors, probably three floors in a basement. I think. Yeah, I think three, so four floors. Um, and, and you could come in through windows underneath, um, in the basement, through the side of walls up, you could rappel up the building and jump in through windows. Like there's all these multiple ways of entrances and your idea as a defender is to block these, like make a path that is really easy for them to go through. So you can kind of funnel them to an area rather than having like all these ways into this, this, um, this thing you're trying to defend. There are ways through the barricades. Yeah. So you can put breaching charges down on the window barricades, for instance, or even if you upgrade those, uh, barricades, you have a way of countering that. So it's like this really kind of interesting game of scissor, paper, rock. I don't know. It seemed to be able to track what the other team was using by their emblem, but that to me required a lot of you have to knowledge. knowledge. Yeah, yeah you need a lot of yeah. knowledge there to go, holy shit, they've just picked these guys. We need to go with those guys because you can change your weapons to a certain extent, or at least you could in what we played, um, but the gadgets seem to be fairly fixed. So if you didn't pick a breaching charge, you were picking a smoke grenade. Yeah. Not like another amazingly powered gadget. I didn't pay gadget. attention to any of that. Oh, really? I'm sure you you might have, but... Well, I was just, like, having a look at the different options yeah. because I hated the shotguns. Right. Hated yeah. them. Yeah. Their range beyond five meters was not a guaranteed one-shot kill. Yep. And uh, they're big and noisy, and if someone's looking at you, you you need them to die. Yep. Because, like you said, 
couple of hits, a single headshot, you're Someone out. Someone hit me once with one of them. Yeah, it might have been you, and I was just down straight away. Yeah. No, Someone I didn't. hit me once with a shotgun. I think it was in the back. It, it was Nathan. It was me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you we're all the, the same footage, team hey, the time. You <laughs> watch the footage. Uh, I got a great view of that. Joby uh, ran in front of me firing a shotgun. No, no, no knowledge. Hey, check, check the videos. No communication. Check the videos. Yeah, no communication. You ran into a room. That I had. No, no, all you said was that I said there's two guys in here and then you killed them. And I could only see one guy. So how the hell would I know? Joby, watch the videos. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see I wasn't being some malicious dickhead uh-huh. Uh-huh. trying to kill you, testing it out. <laughs> at least the shotgun worked at that range because when we chased that guy downstairs, you heard how many shots I fired. That was all at his chest. And some of them, like, it's weird with its hit registry. Yeah. It seems to register the kill shot in terms of uh, feedback on your reticle, but doesn't register a hit. No, I was registering hits. Yeah. You get a, you get like a cross on the screen. When I killed you that time that you burst in with a shield, I shot you in the legs and I only kept shooting you in the legs because the dev had said it only takes about 15 damage. So you need to shoot them at least five or six times in the legs to kill them. Yeah. And it didn't register a hit according to the crosshair, until I killed you. It oh. might have been armor. Maybe it doesn't register arm- Like, if you've But I thought armor. it was like armor was your health, essentially. Oh, like, okay. Once your armor's gone, you're dead, right? I don't. Isn't that the idea in Rainbow Six games anyway? Like, even if you heavy armored up? Once your sure. armor's gone, you're dead. Yeah. No, no, you've still got health and armor. Armor just goes on top of it. That's That's the way it works. But I think maybe you lose health along with armor. Okay. Like in Counter-Strike. It's really low time to kill. Oh, yeah. Super but cool. the guns, they kick the recoil. They definitely do. You've got, you you can't spray and pray. Like one or two shots so with, pistols. With, a, with a assault rifle. Pistols don't. Yeah, no kick on pistol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were spamming with that pistol. Oh, I, spam. I killed so You'll be people. really happy to know that the dev said to us they're rebalancing the shield guys in a really, I think, controversial way. They're going to make them put their gun over the top of their shield so their head's exposed. That's fucking dumb. Which defeats the purpose of the whole perspex thing in the middle of the shield, yeah. which is there to have your arm around, but not your head. Yeah. Yeah, because you spoke... I think that they're just realizing that they're 2 AP. And he said there are counters, like there are grenades, there's mines, there's smoke grenades to disorient, and there was some gas... But we poison gas couldn't yeah. seem to find them. Like it I, didn't give I you enough time to the loadout screen. And Job ran in front of me because there was. We oh, were, Job ran in front of you. We got down to two of us left, and I was in this room with Into these mannequins, the and, and I was leaning out, waiting for them to come through the room, like the door on the other end, the hallway. Yep. And then uh, Zoreen was yelling, "Like they're coming in!" She dies. I pull out my poison grenade. I throw it. As I throw it, Job comes running into the room and it hits him. And I'm like, fuck. Like, it just drops right in front of me. And Job is like, they're looking at me like, oh. I'm just like, oh, we're both dead here. But it was a remote grenade. So, it didn't go off. Oh, nice. So, I went over, picked it up. I held the button down. And as soon as I let go, someone popped in the door. And I died straight away. And I was like, fuck. Like, because... And it was a remote, so I didn't get it off. Yeah. It's really... It becomes really interesting, and, and I can see it kind of having this thing where you won't want to play with casuals. Like, you won't... Yep. If you're taking it seriously, you won't want to get into a public match with that guy who's level two. Or whatever. Whatever way they're using the track. Or, 
or matchmaking yeah, because yeah. like you start to learn things like what's in a destructible and uh, wall what's not. what's not and so you learn then that you can melee hit a wall and create a big enough hole to peek through down at a set of stairs yeah. so you've Shoot got this you've got this kind of unexpected vantage point and once you learn maps more you'll know to think about it but i don't i still think like you're looking for a shape i'm still looking for the shape of an armored attacker or defender i'm not looking for a hole that's black because that's probably the guy looking at me and also i don't know if you guys noticed uh as an attacker when you come out of the sunlight and go into the darkness it takes a second or two for your eyes to adjust yeah so there's an advantage where you can quite literally and didn't happen to me thankfully someone could have just been sitting in a corner watching me come through and i would not have seen them yeah which is awesome but also scary as shit yeah yeah you like it it takes i've like i was peeking through a couple of windows and it was like you can still make out movement yeah, yeah there's there's shapes but there's not so, definition yeah. and you it changes shape the color. and you're like fucking dead and i got a couple of kills that way i got two kills when uh like mul- like multiple times when you guys would just come charging down the stairs and uh i'd see my teammates i'd be in the fucking objective room hiding out like a little bitch and uh i'd see my teammate out near the stairs die and they'd be like i'm down at the stairs and i'm like cool and then i'd just spray the wall along next to the (laughs) stairs and someone would die and i'd be like yes (laughs) yeah and and beyond death you can occupy cameras if they haven't been taken out yep so you can hold y and i think it takes three seconds to tag but you tag and it will come up for your teammates who are alive the where they are with an arrow above their head it's really so you can shoot the cameras you can also shoot little drone buggies that get sent in initially but they use drones to perfection in that in the last mission Uh, luke used drones so you did the distraction one as well yeah my teammates weren't even looking for them because I was like, they they're holding back for a reason. So the very last, very last round, it was tied, and uh, it was like the deciding round. We were down, I think. Um, no, but, but we'd been getting fucking trounced. Yeah, constantly. we got smashed. There was that. I don't know if it's the same one. The one where Nathan just smashed everybody. Oh my god! Was that yeah, the that same? was that was the same. <laughs> that was game. in the second. Oh my gosh! Yeah, second it game. Was five like, versus it was one. Five versus one, and Nate took all of us. The thing is that it comes up on screen. So when you start seeing the odd shift, and in that kind of way, where you're like, and psychologically, I'm like, I'm fucked. Like I'm gonna take one of these guys down, and I'll consider that a win because I've done one better than my whole team. But. <laughs> What they've done really well is they've created a... I don't know if it's, like, tactically accurate, but the prone position is on their back. Yeah. So, they don't lie down, and it makes more sense in terms of mobility. So, that you lie on your back, and you have the ability to aim, I guess, a bit more freely than you would if you were just kind of lying on your stomach and your arms are cramped. Yeah. So, I was lying down on my back. I didn't... These guys sort of said that, oh, we thought you were dead. Yeah. We, we thought you were dying. But I was just lying down prone with cover on my right so you couldn't see me unless you came around the corner. And I was just looking dead straight down the two entrances that they'd been hassling and just started taking them out yeah. one by one. Because that was when you were killing everyone. I I didn't honestly did not know that stage you could go prone. Yeah. All right. So I was looking for somebody crouched, but you were behind a like a box lying backwards. Yeah. And I'm in this room being like, where is the crouching guy? Yeah. There's a dude yeah, on the floor looking there for dying because he's, he's like squirming around and we're all running in and getting mowed down. But you're 
at that stage, I was like, oh, fucking hell, you can prone. All right, fair enough. I guess so you learned an important about lesson that. about finishing dying people off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the last round. So, uh, we, they went in the basement again. You guys were lovely. He said, he said it was the best one to defend, which yeah. I don't really particularly agree with. Because but. they smashed us in one. We went, it was like the third game oh, where they, yeah. we got fucking owned in that That's basement. True. We came through the roof. Oh, no, we no, actually. No, when you were defending. Oh, really? I think you were defending again, and you just smashed everybody in that basement. The attacking one where you guys defended it. Yeah. We actually split the team into two and three. I had one guy up top with me, and I I only kept him because I said, I'll do this by myself. But I said, do you have a flashback? He said, yes. I said, everyone else, fuck off. And the other guy, the dev, led them around, and he said, okay, we're going to synchronize this. I put my charge down so you don't have to blow it up. It doesn't have a timer. It's all manually activated. And he goes... Hold, hold, hold now. And he'd already detonated his charge and came in. So you guys were shooting at him and I blew mine. And then you were down there, weren't <laughs> I was you? down there. And then a flashbang came <laughs> down straight away and I just followed it as soon as it went off. And you were facing completely opposite direction and uh, we just shot Joe you in the back. Joe killed me. Joe yeah. killed you then. Yeah, oh, Joe killed me. Well, well, well. Like, he was like <laughs> blind standing sort of vaguely in front of me and you and the other dude had literally just dropped down in front, like, and then he sort of like wandered, wandered down in front. Jump, <laughs> help me! Jump, I can't see! And so I got one kill, and you two were still alive, but Luke was dead. Yeah. <laughs> it counts as a kill. As it, like, my best hope was that, because we figured that there was someone directly below there, because it's such a good spot oh. to watch everywhere else. I was hoping that they would just manically fire. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but kill. You know what happened? I could hear you guys moving around. Yeah, because if you're not crouched, it makes lots of footstep yeah. noise, right? But the other thing that I was like, I can hear them putting breaching charges on the wall. So I got behind this, um, it was like a plate or something on the corner. But then also I could see you guys clipping through the wall, which is something they need, they need to fix. Uh, uh. Um, I could see so- like something. And there was another stage as well where I was like, he's behind the blue thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I could bit. see him clipping through the, oh, that's not good. the thing. Yeah. Um, so that needs to be sorted out. But anyway, as they blew that side door, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit behind here because they can't see me. Yeah. And I'm looking at this wall here. And then I look up and I see a hatch <laughs> on the roof and I'm like- Oh, fuck. And then the moment I look at the hat, it explodes, and then this grenade just drops down, and I'm like- Brilliantly oh, timed. I'm so dead. Um, and then I- I don't know what I was- pre- I must have pressed forward or something, and then all I see is, like, red on my screen. I'm like, I'm dead. And then I look at Job's screen, and he's like, I just killed you. <laughs> Job can't see it, he's just shooting It's me. It's- Freak, like, communication oh. is so essential yep. because I killed someone else uh, when we were doing oh, yeah, I verses yep. because I was in the back corner on a staircase shooting down and he just must have wanted to get out of there yep. and just legged it in front of me and, again, firing a fully automatic weapon. It was just a perfect headshot. I'm like, yeah. like that's not my bad, but yeah. I still feel guilty. And it's, it's even to the point where at one stage you guys had put this awesome shield position at the top of stairs. Oh, yeah. Everyone was defaulting to barbed wire, but oh, you could just okay. melee through it. But there was this awesome shield, shield. there yeah. where you couldn't get through on the right, but you could only get through on the left. Anyways, I was there with Milner and he had his, <laughs> David Milner, and he had his shield. And he kept getting shot at, and his natural instinct was to pull back and away. And I said, stay left, because he kept pulling into my line of fire. I'm like, I've got you covered, but if you go in front of me, like we're both going to get killed. So it's just breaking natural instincts and trusting teammates in a way that I think in a public situation where two out of the five guys have mics 
is going to be it's going to be risky, and it's not the developer's fault. Like we had an experience that was as the game is intended. It reminded me a lot of Evolve, as right. Evolve was intended. It yeah. works really well, but when you yeah. don't have people on mics, when you have one person run off by themselves, uh, and they get killed, that creates weaknesses in your team, especially depending on their gadgets. Yep. Yeah. 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 And and it's gonna you know it's gonna create toxicity as well. But in the same breath, if you can get five people. Uh, do it or you don't even need five I reckon if you had two or three because that way at least if two other people run off and do their own thing you can pretty successfully at least lock off a room or breach a room comfortably from different direction when they're distracting somewhere else yeah I think you could still have fun with that Mm. yeah but not as good as if you've got a full team of five Mm. yeah Um, yeah so anyway last round I never got to tell the story. He loves, he loves the last round. <laughs> it was so amazing. We, we not for us. We fucking slaughtered. Um, Luke decides to jump on his little drone. He, like you guys didn't. The the other team didn't find our like our drones at all. I think no, none of our drones got killed. Yeah. And so he jumps on his little drone and he decides to take it into the into so their room. This is the start of the game, actually. Yeah. So you at the start. I'm it, tagging you guys. I'm on the stairs. And I'm tagging you guys as you're putting up barricades and barbed wire everywhere. And there's dudes like that couldn't see me. Yeah. Um, and then about 10 seconds before the, the countdown was about to run out for the preparation, I ran it down the stairs, um, went into the room that you guys were needing to defend and hid the, the, um, the drone underneath like this bench or something and just started tagging people. Uh, and then as the, like the match switched over, I kind of stayed at the spawn, swapped back to the drone, and started tagging everybody in the room, and these guys could Bitch. see everyone. And so I was—I <laughs> jumped my drone out, and uh, I killed that. Yeah, and Nate this was in the van. I was like, out. "What the yeah. hell?" And uh, and that was me. I did the second one. Yeah, and, he, and so I, I, re- I came back with everybody, threw a second drone out, yeah. and then went in the vent and just sat it. So I had one on one corner of the. The um the one I put in there at the start, and then one at the other corner, and we're just marking everybody. So in we that had room. full vision of this room. So there wasn't a heartbeat sensor front. then. No, no there one. was not. Not in that one. In the round before, there was a heartbeat sensor, and that basically won us the match. But um, you guys get jammers and shit to destroy electronics. Yeah, it was wasn't working at some stage. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't working for a while. So wait, heartbeat sensor is for attackers. No, we were defending. Yeah, because we the jamming stuff's all for defenders, right? Is it? Yeah, so you can put down a jamming station to stop camera feeds because you guys used it against us once when we found you and we knew we'd found you because our cameras on our drones went really funny. Ah, okay. I'm not sure. That must have been the dev doing it. I'm not sure. There's definitely a counter to the heartbeat sensor. But um, Oh, is that right? Yeah, so uh, we had the the breaching for the reinforced walls up. Yep. We also had regular breaching up over all of your fucking walls. So only on the reinforced walls was anything... uh, the the bolstered breaching charges yeah and uh i had the grenade ones up on the wall so the two uh two cardboard walls walls whatever yeah uh these these grenades basically you you stick this mine on this wall and then on the other side of the wall it launches all these grenades into the room yeah so i had one of them up there and then ran back up the stairs jumped back onto the um drones and started tagging people again and And so as soon as you guys went near anything yeah, I got smashed from that. We started fucking popping these fucking- <laughs> That would explain the kill cam, because it just showed you sitting on the steps, and I'm like, where's- has he headshot- because I sprinted 
to the other side of the room and then I died insta-kill. <laughs> that I'm was like, me. Yeah. I let like, the grenades what? off. I saw him running and I was like, fuck, boom. But yeah, then, so we just went in. Like, we had all the walls down and we just walked in and, and it seems super easy, but it wasn't. I mean, it was still tense as fuck. MMGM guy was pretty terrible at that right. game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you guys had some, some weak links. In the first game we played, he ran off by himself. Right. And there's four of us together going, what? Oh, you're dead. Okay. In the first game, game we played, the dude sitting next to me shot fucking... <laughs> team killed. Yeah, it shot the other dude from Ubisoft. How death. did he manage that? Before was, we'd even started. During he was trying the fucking, to shoot the drone. During the that's like, a, setting up that, the that's fences phase, he was trying to shoot a drone and he murdered <laughs> fucking Mikey. <laughs> he just <laughs> he got Mikey. Yeah, that was uh, Mikey's two experiences of the game prior to that were team killed and someone walked past and hit the power button while he was playing. <laughs> so he's like, I haven't really played this game properly. Amazing. Uh, but anyway, no, it's a lot of fun. I'm very much looking forward to the beta on PC. 24th of September, it's out. Yep. You can go to where? OzGamers. PC Powerplay. Yep. Survivor Games on Survivor. There. Basically, your favorite Everywhere. Aussie website, and they will have a promotion that will give you guaranteed access. They, but Ubisoft or Ubisoft has told us we want as many people playing this. We want people testing our servers because they have local dedicated server support yep. in Australia. It also has LAN support yeah. as well, which I think You're is playing, yeah. fantastic. Good. Expected, but... I mean, like, nowadays, it's surprising to hear that yeah. people actually still care about that. I think they're really... They're, they're marking this for an eSports... Oh, it'll fucking, like... I mean, it depends on the if player If they do base, well, like, if the game releases and it's not buggy... This game were really good on esports. I would love so to, watch to watch it. Like watching no, it would be. I, I want to see spectator. I want to see spectator options before I fucking call anything like that. Because if the best you can do is watch from the perspective of a fucking player, I just, I just don't know. I if- thought he said there was spectator options when he. Was- no, it all comes later. If, if you talk to devs about, do you foresee this being an esports? They right. always say yes. I'd love that, but we would have to we then invest time it, and yeah, money into. Because why would you put in those options if you didn't already know it was going to be an esports game? Because it's, you know... Counter-Strike doesn't have... It used to be fucking default, so... What? Spectator? Yeah. Yeah. But what do you want to see? Like, behind the... Like, free free cameras or something like that? Free camera, yeah. You do need it. It's it's not going to succeed as an esport with that. Uh, I'm sure it would. It can't be that hard to add, though, right? Surely. Like a free camera. Well, I guess if they've got drones... uh They've... You know, got some yeah, yeah, and they got picture in picture with the heartbeat sensor. So it's not like the engine wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't know. I suppose it just matters as to whether or not they want to fucking do it. Like at the uh, the other hand is like the other thing is like there are so many other things that they could add that would add to the esports experience alongside spectator. Yeah, like heat maps and and like proper statistical vision and shit like that, that that they could really add to the game that that I understand them not adding unless it becomes an esport but spectator to me seems like it should be fucking default and also I think I don't think we mentioned it but it's all like five minutes and by five minutes I mean from picking loadout to doing your defensive planning yeah. phase two and, yeah. and, and I think by the time you actually get into the gameplay thing it's like three minutes or three and a half minutes or yeah. something uh and it's like you don't have time if you're unlike counter-strike where your team's objective is to attack you won't have to run to spawn to find that guy or wait for the clock to count down just to get a default win like they have to get there fast yeah counter-strike's pretty quick yeah oh, they've changed it recently haven't they well like professional games are pretty quick usually 
people playing properly. But I'm yeah, talking like pub. We're, we're talking about pub server experiences. Right, here, but like, like pub's completely different. Depending on how many people are in the match. We like what we played today wasn't really what you'd expect from a pub game in Rainbow Six, though, either. So I just mean like it's tight, like yeah. short short rounds. If you died straight very, away, very short, yeah. you didn't feel like I need to disconnect and find well, another server. Because you're helping as well, and you get to help. Yeah, you can tag from the cameras if they haven't been taken out, for yeah. instance. Yeah, so it's it's one of the ways that they've gotten around the obvious option of uh, death, like dead talk, and and using a, a camera while you're dead, is that they just allow you to like actively engage in uh, yeah. in it, which uh yeah, I think that's a decent solution because everyone has TS, everyone yeah, has right. the ability to do this shit anymore. So yeah, unless you full blown black out the screen, mm. yeah, but yeah, it's um, fun. no. I'm excited. I'm the, definitely going to play it. The PC, bit, motherfuckers. Yeah, PC. PC. I, yeah, got a PC. But the bit when you guys came from the roof was just like... Pfft. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah. I did not know Hilarious. that could happen. Because you can't <laughs> defend against it. Like, I mean, again, Dev would sprint upstairs to. and you can, like, just reinforce it. Like, oh, okay. Would- I did do that once, but we weren't actually, like, in that room. Like, right. we weren't thinking that far ahead. We were kind of just barricading the floor we were in. Yeah. Not the floors above us or below us type thing. So, yeah. yeah. It's just like, that's like another level of... I reckon the play. next level is the defenders going outside during the action phase. You can't go outside. During the action phase, you can't. You can't during the... No, no, they have invisible walls. During the initial phase? During the setting up defenses phase. Yeah, after that. Oh, right. Going outside. Because I reckon that'd be an interesting... Uh, thing for the attackers to have to deal with. I think you can, can't go outside though. It does a countdown that says you need to get back in, or they can see you. Really? Yeah. So if you go outside, like the building, yeah, it it comes down with a counter like five seconds left. Um, or the you don't die, but they it must mark you on the map, and they'll be able to see you. Right. So okay. I because tr- I tried sneaking up behind you guys at one stage because you were taking fucking ages, and I'm pretty sure you were outside getting set up because yep. I could see you on the cameras on the roof or something uh, and I was like oh, I'm going to go around and sneak up behind them but then it came on that countdown I was like shit I got to get back inside and then I got caught out well, what are you sniping at one stage Job yeah yeah. was that on a roof yeah. opposite was that with a sniper rifle or just with a uh, he has a long range assault, assault rifle. rifle yeah yeah it's really interesting did I- you what did you see me no I just saw shots coming through a window I think you got a kill and then someone was screaming <laughs> out like we got someone sniping at us stay away from that window <laughs> So good. Yeah, it was always just... Um, it was fucking pot shots when someone had painted one of you motherfuckers and I'd just be like, fucking... Eh. Oh, we're going to kill. Yeah, it really does make you rethink what is cover. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and also to... Because you can't possibly cover every angle, so relying on your teammates to, to cover to the, other yeah. the blind spots. Yeah, definitely. Because there was a stage as well where you guys are up the top and... Um, I I you I'd managed to work my way up the stairs and you guys were still putting barricades up on the doors and stuff and I started shooting um at people up there and then kind of using the staircase as like cover um but then on the side of the staircase like the wall that's above it uh was that like wood type material yeah. and someone started shooting through that and I started getting hit I'm like oh fuck like just going back down the stairs again cuz at that stage I can't use the concrete as cover anymore because yeah. someone had figured out that I was in that area. So yeah. just spraying through the wall. 
Yep. Um, so it's moments like that where I'm like, shit, I need to back off and wait for my team. Yep. You can I- see that map knowledge is going to be really Huge. essential. And you'll you start thinking, not in terms of 3D, but in terms of that wall's not safe. Is there, Are there holes in it? Does that mean someone's watching? You know, yep. could I get shot through it? Do I need to sprint in front of this? You know, Where do I put s- the... the, the- barbed wire yeah and sound <laughs> sound becomes essential oh yeah and also not making sound yeah you know being crouched crawling all that sort of stuff there were a couple of times when i had that dude who has the grenade launcher that uh, yeah it's great isn't it it's a chick fuck. she's great i um i wasn't even using it on walls <laughs> i just i just ping it in into a room you motherfuckers <laughs> i did that as well see what would happen and and it like it's good it's because disruptive. sound is a great tool to make them think that there's a breach happening yep where it might not be happening to get them to look one way when you're coming through another like it's yep. it's brilliant yeah the yeah. flashbangs work really interesting when you're not in the room as well but you send one off there was like a weird glowing effect on the screen oh did you find that when you threw it yeah like so to indicate it, that you'd hit someone maybe or had no like someone. you would you would throw it into a room you would not get like flashed by it but once you would start start to sort of run into that room it seemed like the uh, there was some sort of effect still on the screen oh i, I don't know maybe it was I could just burn like, your retinas maybe yeah like okay that. interesting cool anyway they just seem to be going for a bit more realism you know what i mean oh yeah definitely so which is great um, it's a lot of fun let's wrap this up it's a lot of fun and it is let's blast through news quickly uh legacy devoid november 10th yeah. John's excited about this one. Yeah. Have you seen you? The, the intro video? No. I, I did. The I intro video got me excited. Blizzard is very good with those. <laughs> yeah, they are, man. Very good. They're doing I a good since job. Warcraft 3. Yeah. Those those first CG trailers that started coming through were... Mm. I'm like, I want to play this game. <laughs> I've never played a Warcraft game at that stage, but I want to play yeah. this game. This, this... I mean, in the intro video, it basically says they're going to be... Re- Protoss are going to be retaking their home planet. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Okay. But then uh, all the effects and all the action of the trailer were really cool. Um, they have to build additional pylons. They do in the trailer. Mm. They build an additional one. Yeah. Um, then the the expansion is apparently going to be following Artanis. Uh, and then Artanis, like, they've already announced the next two... Uh, Heroes and Heroes of the Storm are going to be the medic from StarCraft and Artanis. Okay. So um, I'm thinking what they might do. Like the medic is the next one. And then Artanis, I'm thinking they'll probably release alongside here, uh, alongside the Legacy of the Void. And then possibly because the, the Diablo event is over now in Heroes oh, okay. of the Storm. Um, and all the special shit that went along with it. So I'm thinking when Legacy of the Void comes out, they might do another like StarCraft 2 themed event. Yeah. And bring in some StarCraft maps. Cause that's one thing that's been lacking is like there, there aren't any real StarCraft maps in Heroes of the Storm. Um, and Artanis is the first StarCraft warrior that'll be in Heroes of the Storm. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking that's what they're going to do. Uh, like November 10th is when it's pretty much all going to happen. Yep. Yeah. But no, it looks, looks really fucking good. One thing I'm really excited about, um, did I mention, was I talking last time about the, um, yeah, I think I mentioned it, uh, the macro mechanics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And, um, yeah, man. I'm curious to see how much of a focus they put on heroes again. 
in this one. Yeah. Like, because the last expansion was all about you are a hero and you basically go around and just use that hero. Yeah. Just smash everything. See, I don't like that. That was Warcraft, That was very Warcraft 3. Yeah, that's very Warcraft. And I, I don't want to do that. I want it to be just RTS-y. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think that was very StarCraft. Yeah, anyway. I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, regardless, like, the multiplayer would be good. I'll be keen to see if it gets anyone back into the esports scene. I don't and, think so. I can stop. Yeah, Are there people not. moving away from it? Oh, yeah. I like oh, mass exodus. It still exists, but, um, yeah, it's all MOBA. But uh, Australia had a uh, um, not a bad performance in the recent um, World WCS. Championship Series. Yeah. yeah, in Poland. Yeah, Poland. Um, so we had an Aussie that got to the round of sixteen. Yeah, and um, then lost all his matches in the in the round of sixteen. Unfortunately, Ouch. then we had a, um, a New Zealander who Ooh. got to the round of eight. Um, and then was up against, he beat someone from Team Liquid in the round of 16 to get to the round of eight. Then he was up against another Team Liquid guy named Mana, um, who's, uh, he's been around for a while, quite well known. And then he went two games up against Mana and then he lost the next three. Oh. So, um, Damn. crashed out in the round of eight, but still did very well. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. very good for our region. Yeah, fuck yeah. So yeah, that happened like, a day ago or something. Hmm. Sweet. What's next? Uh, next up is... Wait, Bloodborne. November 10 is the same day as how many other games? Uh, well, two. All of them. Fallout and Tomb Raider. And right. a week before Battlefront. It's a dumb date to release a game, I think. Yep. Um, November 24th, Bloodborne DLC is coming out. Oh. Yep. Oh, oh. I don't know anything about it. It's called The Old day. Hunters. Okay. There is a sick fucking weapon they put in the trailer, yeah. which looks like it could perform the function of a, a big battle axe, sick. but it's got like big gears on it and shit, and it spins and there's sparks. Cool. And uh, what else? Looks like there was a bit of a beast transformation in the trailer. I mm. uh, wasn't sure if it was just the arm or whether it was going to go further and include the whole person. Um, they showed a lot of vanilla stuff in the trailer, like just from the game that exists as is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was new bits. Um, I hope so. It's been a long enough. I might right? start over. What's the guy who's uh, Ludwig? Ludwig, it's like Ludwig's greatsword, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Ludwig is a boss in the DLC. Oh, cool. Um, and you'll come across lots of old hunters, apparently. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I might I might start from scratch, so I don't have to do it in NG+. Plus. Yeah, and So I can go do the other places that well, I, I was watching today. the trailer and I was just like it is a fucking good game yeah <laughs> yeah 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 alright uh, NBA 2K16 my career trailer did you watch this I did it's changed my mind on my career on the Spike Lee I think it looks alright uh, did you not were you not a believer of my career I liked my career in the past. Right. But I was like, what the fuck is Spike Lee doing? Oh, yeah. Like, no. why is this Spike, Spike Lee joint? Joints? Yeah, what the fuck does he have to do well, with it? He's 100% on par with what I thought it was going to be, on, like, track with what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, still, Frequency Vibrations is the dumbest fucking name in video <laughs> games. Yeah. And I pray to God. It's what is it? That's the name of your my pl- my career player. They, oh, get, they right. give him nicknames because they can't like you can't write Nathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like so they call it frequency vibrations. It's a well, that's the name of this particular. That's apparently his fucking name. That's terrible. 
It is terrible. Um, oh, speaking of names, did you try to get Rugby League Live 3 to say your name in um, no? career mode? No. You can. How'd it go um, with yours? Yeah, uh, the closest got was Gilmore. And it had to cycle through literally every single option. Um, from A through to halfway through G to get there. And it took, no joke, four and a half minutes. Oh. <laughs> to cycle to through out. all the fucking options, <laughs> all the names that it can say. And it's not like That's it was terrible. going blink, blink, blink. It was blink, 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 blink. So it must have gone through like fucking maybe, I don't know. 2,000 fucking names in this time but when I get to fucking Gil something <laughs> Gilroy isn't one of them and some of the options Gilmore. are spectac- spectacular like jo- what? Joab uh, I can't remember them but uh, like just a lot of vowels a lot of vowels because you know that they recorded one or two thousand names for Fallout 4 I bet you Gilroy's name including, including <laughs> names like fuckface oh. that's in there which is awesome. Uh, I think you've told us this before. I'm going to call my baby. But not Job. Not Job. Not Job. 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 Or Jome. Jome. Oh, Jome. Yeah, one. we've talked about because we were going to tell them to put it in there, but say it wrong. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I think it looks cool. I yeah. think like the story needed a big overhaul because it was a shit joint. Before. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, and I think they changed the voice actor, it looks like. Yes, well, it sounds like. I think so. Yeah. It's weird. Anyway, uh, Pokemon Go, I saw you posting about this right. somewhere. Yep. It's coming out for smartphones, um, and it uses a device that attaches to your wrist, like a Bluetooth thing? No, that's just if you want to be a power nerd. Uh, okay. Uh, basically, it's the same as that um, Ingress, the Geo location. Oh, yes. AR. AR MMO type game, um, except now you get Pokemons. So, if you go to a location, you can get a Pokemons. Oh, God. My girlfriend's going to love that. Pokemans. How uh, many are you going to get, Job? Huh? All. All of them. All I'm of them. you get all of them. Catch I'm them all, go bro. to the most dangerous places in the world to catch all of them. <laughs> I'm going to go to Anala to get a Magikarp. And I might go to, like... And a Shanking. <laughs> yeah, and a Shanking. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a monster, that one. <laughs> no. That's just what you get in Anala. <laughs> Welcome oh. to Anala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Rad. I know some news. What do you got? Um, so... Talk into the mic. Bit of developer-y stuff. Yeah. Um, Epic made 7,600 pieces of art available freely to developers. Oh, that's from... Um that Infinity Blade, right? Yeah, it's from the Infinity Blade series. Most of it is from the unreleased Infinity Blade dungeons. Okay. Uh, but there are some bits from released Infinity Blade games, but regardless, like, all that shit is really good, so... Right. Is that UE4? Yeah, so that's the catch. You have to use it in UE4. Yep. Um, but if you're going to use UE4, then you've got some freaking awesome sword designs and stuff you can use for free. <laughs> And, oh yeah, so Australia is going to go compete at the uh, America's Championship in Heroes of the Storm next yep. week. Uh, I'm going to be there. In Las Vegas. In Vegas. Woo! Buddy! Yeah. Uh, me and Alex Walker, we're going to be um, ripping it up. Cool. 
And by ripping it up, I mean sitting in a chair. I'm not sure you know enough about where are you staying in Vegas. Some fucking hotel. (laughs) You don't don't know. I don't care. How would you not care? Put me in a shitbox. I don't care. Come on, son. I don't care. Come on. But um, yeah. So it's like only eight teams that'll be competing. Um, and one an Australian team, you said. Yeah. Yeah. So Team Immunity, um, put forward two teams, and one of them won the local. Things so, the one they stomped like three zero or five zero or something. Or? No, they nearly lost. Okay, to Exile Five. Uh, um, okay, and then they, yeah, they came back. But um, there's Team Immunity White and Black, and so Team Immunity White won, and now they've just become Team Immunity, and Black is like bye bye. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm surprised enough. they're supporting one team in Hots to be honest. But um, yeah, so uh, they're up against Cloud Nine first. But there was a Brazilian team. They're the Latin American champions who uh, will no longer be able to go because they did not get visas. visas yeah. oh. So um, they got rejected. Oh. And uh, now it looks like that spot will have to be filled by a local team. Um, so th- theoretically, we may have been up against them eventually. But um, yeah, now it'll just be probably another Yank. Instead, it's another American team. Are you yeah. casting? No. God, no. You don't want to do that? They've got, like... I mean, it'd be fun for me, but they've got real casters to, like, tasteless in our toses. So... Yeah. Like, pretty much the best around. Okay. Yeah. Those are the two big guys that, like... Um, I, I think, anyway, are partially... They're, they're part of the reason why competitive StarCraft was so successful. Oh, really? Because they were really, really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, on its own merits and all that, but they were the co- two commentators of the GSL, and they did a really, really good job. Everyone loves them. So, um, yeah, they'll be there doing that. Um, so, I'm kind of hoping I can meet them yeah, and get nice. a photo with them. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Cool. Anything else? That's all. I, I don't think else, no. Letters? Emails? Emails? Uh, there was something on Facebook. Voice message? There was a Facebook I'll check email quickly, but I'm pretty sure there was oh, The GA podcast at gmail.com if you would like to, or send us a message on Facebook. Facebook.com Facebook. slash the GA podcast. Uh, Fucking working out to get there. I think it was Trevor. Oh, Trev. That sent us a message, was it? I don't know. I feel like it started message, with a T. Was it? Trevor. Uh, Mate, Trev. Trevor. 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 What did you say, mate? Siggy butt brain. <laughs> Siggy butt brain. Did you find a job? Ian. Oh. Ian wrote in. Hi, guys. <laughs> Trevor at <Please>. all. <laughs> His last name is Tavener. Hey. Uh, same thing. Trevor fucking Luke. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's Trevor now, Ian. <laughs> Trevor, I We were drunk when I read it. I don't remember. Hi, guys. You were asking for any thoughts regarding if Mad Max was just repetitive and boring past the initial four or five hours. And I can say, no, it's not. Having played and cleared the three initial areas in the game, there's a satisfying mix of things to do, which I can break down for you. Landmines. Easily the most boring and time-consuming part of the process. That is probably not the best way to convince us that it's not boring and repetitive. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This can be done using Chum Bucket's buggy and the dog, no spoilers, who is somehow a living mine detector. 
You can do this on your own, but using the fast travel points helps a lot. War parties. These are mobile groups of up to eight or more vehicles, up to eight or more uh, vehicles with special tactics that are fun as hell to chase around the area and feels the most like Mad Max with combat on the run, firing shotguns into vehicles and more. I memorably took out a warboy war car over a cliff into a ravine and watched it careen into a canyon wall before exploding. Nice. Pretty cool. Um, scrap gathering. It can be boring, but the yes. game mixes it up. Uh, beyond the first zone by adding explorable areas, hidden stuff, and enemies as you go. And the enemies have new tactics as you go too, with new mob types revealed. Ah, see, I haven't seen any fucking new mob types. I guess yeah, steel the, dudes, maybe. There's some pretty feral ones, the uh, ones that jump, guys with bombs who try to latch onto you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen There's a bit of enemy diversity sort of, the more yeah, you get into okay, it. Fair enough. Um, strongholds. This makes the game infinitely easier because as you get project parts, you'll get abilities like auto collecting scrap and having your vehicle and water supply replenished when you leave. And it's a satisfying measure of your progress. This is the only fucking thing I can deal with is the auto collecting scrap. Uh, without it, it's just so fucking tedious. I just, I, I just don't even stop. Like if I blow up a car, fuck it. I'm not getting out. I'm not getting fucking 15 fucking scrap from yeah, some fucking shitty car. Fuck that. If I get a lot of scrap from something else, like the the boxes in the weather, then, yeah, I'm on board, but otherwise, no. Fuck I just that hate that you've got to do it in every stronghold. What? You've got to find the parts. Oh, the yeah. Thing. Bullshit. And couldn't he just ma- manufacture or get someone to manufacture the parts at the first place? Rip the stronghold down. Looks like there's plenty of metal there. And, and did you notice it does that, like, Assassin's Creed spin around the stronghold and the time of day changes, but nothing yeah. externally is upgraded? And it's like, this just got upgraded. I'm like, I know, because I built an upgrade inside. inside it, yeah. I- <laughs> Not outside. Nothing outside has changed. So odd. Uh, I think it's extremely underrated as a game, and while it can't do some of the things like Mad Max jumping at all, it makes up for it with brutal and engaging a brutal and engaging co- combat system and insights into Max himself. I think that's fair. I think it does sort of reveal a lot about the Mad Max universe. I don't, I don't know. I think you'd have to be ultra cynical to wind up coming to the conclusion that the Mad Max universe isn't worth any more time. I mean, it does have some inherent uh, value to itself, uh, to it, you know, just in and of itself. I mean, It's an interesting mythology, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and, yeah, I think that's probably the most I got out of the game was learning more about, like, I thought the... You know, a lot of what they did with the environment was interesting, even if they were restricted to having it as a desert. And, uh. Yeah, visually uh, interesting. Yeah. I think like, they did really told well. a bit of a story in and of itself, which I thought was good. Um, although I don't, I don't know. How is it a sea? And there were boats, but there are bitumen roads. What am I not following? I think it's just a very condensed idea of what they're going for. Because I totally agree. I'm like, this is the middle of the ocean, but then there's the jaw. What was the jaw? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that? That kind of looks like an oil rig, but that looks like a tire store. <laughs> was that built after the seas dried up? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, thank you for your uh, message, Trevor. Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. Send us a message on um, on Facebook, if you like Facebook. 
dot com slash the GA podcast. Uh, or do we have any emails, Luke? Uh, no. You're all slack. Everyone's slack. Email me. Send me emails. I need them to live at the Gmail. GA podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> the Gmail <laughs> podcast at gmail. Job.jomi at emails every week to the wrong address. It's fucking trash. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone like a week or two ago was messaging you on Twitter. Yeah. Being like, yeah, you, you, he was wigging <laughs> out, but only the email came through for your one, not his ones, okay. which is the only reason I clued onto it. I looked at it the other day and some lady who'd added me recently went, oh no, you didn't like Mr. Robot's finale. And I'm like, it's like two weeks ago. Oh, oh right. You pre- sent that two weeks ago. Producer Whoops. or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She was just like a Counter-Strike player, whatever. And I'm like, cool, I'll reply. But yeah, if you send me something on Twitter and you don't get a reply, it's because I don't use it yeah. that much at all. You should. It's pretty funny. Why? I just don't the- reply to shit. Yeah. You don't reply to anything. I see it. You yeah, I send you messages stuff. all the time on there and you just don't even yeah. get nothing. Well, that's that's just the thing I've got with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing to do with the listeners. It's no. basic implying It's a miracle old mate Trevor actually got through. True. <laughs> Poor Trevor. Poor Trevor. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, Facebook.com slash the GA podcast. Twitter.com slash the GA podcast or the GA podcast.com. Yep. Uh, for everything. Yep. Like a website. Fucking everything. Yeah, we post things on there. Um, that's it. We're all on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-E. Job is... Joby Jojo. Nachos Justice for Nathan. And I guess I'm the junglist. Yes. Yep. Uh, anything happening for you, Jeremy? You're at Kotaku this week? Yeah, but by the time you hear this, I'll be on a plane to Vegas. Yep. Parting. Right. Sweet. Yeah. Um, that, that's all going up at Kotaku, right? Or is it Kotaku on no, Game Informer? No. That's going to be Game Informer. And then while I'm there, I'm going to... Check out some additional stuff, which will be for Oz Gamers and then for Red Bull. And then uh, hopefully, like, some Overwatch stuff. And, oh, uh, cool. Yeah, maybe some Legacy of the Void stuff, too, if I can, you know, uh, fit it in. Um, but, yeah, no, Alex Walker's going for Kotaku, so it'll just be me and him. Cool. I just and farted when I sneezed. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Trevor looks like patient zero now, so... Oh, yeah. No. If you they, do hear this, please send help. <laughs> they put pollen in your walls or something. I don't know. I f- I'm fucking terrible as well at the moment. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Bits. yeah. Um, um, I will be doing a lot of stuff in the Kentucky <laughs> office when I get back, but it'll all be like scheduling US content, so... Yeah. Yeah. Not actually writing shit. You got anything going on, Nathan? Oh, nothing out of the norm. You can see me on IGN. There's a rugby like league live three. I saw stupid that. game. I linked that to went it. live today. You linked to it? Yeah. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. I linked to it yeah, on Kentucky. Yeah. I didn't. I think it only went live today. Rugby league live three. Oh, sorry. No, the World Cup one. Oh, right. The World Cup, World Cup one. I saw. I saw. Yeah. What was the context there? Uh, How amazing it is. No, I just sort of put it at the end of a post saying, like, I was talking about the general state of rugby games. Okay. And then I linked your thing because I was like, you know, you can watch them rip into it here. And it's pretty funny. And <laughs> um, the the most of the meat of the post was about, like, this quote from Eddie McGuire about how he was afraid of FIFA um, because FIFA's getting a lot of people in Australia into f- proper football. And even, like, AFL pros and stuff are tweeting and using social media saying they're playing FIFA. Because um, they're like every other 21-year-old dude, and they're playing FIFA, and there's no, like, equivalent. Oh, okay. Fucking so, Eddie um, McGuire. Yeah. Maybe Eddie McGuire. So the post is about game. how football is part of its Australian growth to FIFA. 
Oh, Reaper. Sounds interesting. Yeah, nice. There you go. Um, and also, uh, PC Powerplay. You can read my stuff on that website. Right. Currently. Cool. No rugby related shit going up on Red Bull and Oz Gamers. Uh, and you can go to my YouTubes to check out uh, more rugby stuff. And Mad uh, Max. Some Mad Max stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Uh, I should have some Rainbow Six Siege stuff up at Survivor this week. Nice. Yes. Nice. Cool. That's it. Sweet. I tweeted. I did a tweet. What? Did you? Was it? Oh, no, it was just, I just retweeted. Sorry. I didn't do an uh, original oh, tweet. Right. I did a retweet. Was it of my retweet? That, that was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I retweeted oh, your Jesus retweet. Christ, young. But you know what? I was I was proud because it was a very good retweet to it retweet. Was. I know, I know. I have no I, idea I what they're talking it. about. I have no idea what they're talking about either. I, I retweeted a store <laughs> fight. <laughs> what? This is so meta. <laughs> it's super meta. A store fight, which is just a list of tweets. tweets yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, Chung retweeted so, that retweet. Someone tweeted a bunch of shit. Then someone else storified it. Yeah. And then tweeted it. Then Job retweeted that. Yep. And then I retweeted that. Yeah. So and, basically, um, we, that's we my- shared some information <laughs> yeah. and we did nothing. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I published something on Twitter. So. Sweet. Excellent. Let's wrap this up. Thanks, yeah. for everyone, for joining us. Oh, God. Bye. 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 Hey everyone, just a quick heads up that during this part of the movie cast, um, we start talking about Terminator Genesis, and uh, it's a bit spoilerific, so if you don't want to hear about the movie at all, or any of the juicy bits in between, uh, jump forward about 17 minutes um, to 2 hours 47 minutes, and that's when we begin talking about Everest, which Nathan saw recently, so um, again, if you don't want to hear anything about Terminator Genesis, jump forward about 17 minutes. Hey, I watched some movies. Uh, yeah. I watched uh, Terminator Genesis. Genesis. It's yeah. good, right? The first hour and a half or hour is amazing. The first hour is so good. I don't know about amazing. No, no. It's not like the greatest movie, but it's good. Like, it's like, holy fuck, this is rad. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was rad. I, I guess rad is a term that you could use to describe it. Because you didn't watch... Except... I, okay, well, right. And then at the end, it was just shit. Spoilers for... Terminator Genesis, like, because we're going to talk about it now. It's been out for a couple months. Yeah. So. Five minutes. Well, this is at the end of- No, we're talk- We're in the podcast now, right? So, yeah. Oh, well, too bad. Um, but, like, I didn't watch any of the trailers, and you didn't watch them, did you? So, you didn't know that start was going to happen, right? No. Like, that fucking blew my mind, that beginning. Yeah. What start? That it's set during T1. Yeah. Oh, you could- Yeah, that's right. You don't watch trailers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, yeah, I knew so that. I didn't know that any of that going into it. Yeah, it was it was pretty good not knowing any of that shit. I like the idea of it. Yeah, uh, but couldn't like it. Just but couldn't. The other thing was, I just we just watched T one and T two like a month before, so it was still fresh in our minds. And when they were doing things in the scenes that were like the same as what the hell? Well, yeah, and I'm like, 
Oh my god, they're redoing like T one. Yeah. And then shit starts to change. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's a really awesome premise that that beginning, and then it just goes fucking downhill from there. It's like I, you know, I try not to fanboy too much on too many things, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't separate myself from because you like Thor. That's why. Uh, what I loved about Terminator One and Two, and I and I think you know if we if you allow me to get into nerdy territory for a bit, uh, th- yes. no, you're not going. Oh, we thought about it. No, no, that's that's what this podcast okay. is. Sorry, he's like, ah, uh, you're an idiot, Nathan. Be a nerd, <laughs> okay? But for me, Terminator, the Terminator series, including Three and Salvation, by the way, okay, um, have all at the very least those last two travesties didn't break. One of the fundamental rules that I saw as being essential to the Terminator franchise in terms of it making sense, which was single timeline. Right. Just straight up needs a single timeline because if you, again, and maybe it's because I'm a weird sociopath deep down, but if you're trying to think about creating a sequel for the Terminator series and you're thinking as a Terminator, uh, why didn't they just send back a Terminator not to kill Sarah Connor's kid, but to kill Sarah Connor when she was a kid? Or to kill her parents. Her parents. Yeah. Or why don't they just go back to the primordial pool and stomp on the Sarah Connor bloodline? Something like that. Or why didn't they just try to send the T-1000 back to kill the same Sarah Connor? Like, as in from the first film. Yeah. So, my thing was, and, 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 you know, you get super nerdy territory because I always, for films that I love, instead of going, oh, well, that's a plot hole or that's time travel, you just have to accept that that's going to be a bit broken. I try to come up with explanations that make sense within the framework of what's being presented. So for me, the reason why Skynet was never able to send uh, a Terminator back before mm. that point, after they'd done it once, before 1984, was because time was kind of moving forward, like yeah, in the yeah. future as well, and you could only send back to a certain point, like right. like kind of like the time travel was a specific set. Like it was always duration. thirty years in the past. Something exactly, something yeah. like that. So that, it's that like that was done in something. I feel like primer, fifteen minutes or something. Was it Looper or like a day? Or something? Uh, was there Looper was also like Time Crimes. I believe did that, which is an amazing film. If you haven't seen it and you love time, time crime, crime. It's, a, it's a really bad sort of you know translated title because uh, okay. uh, it's like a Spanish film, but it's an amazing film. But yeah, for me, I was like, okay, that's cool. So as soon as, as soon as more than anything else about the new one, as soon as they introduced, we're in spoiler territory still. Yeah. yeah, yeah alternative timelines. Yeah. I was like, you just literally shat on everything that had been set up before by saying, and also kind of, I think, destroyed the stakes because it's like, well, it doesn't even matter if you fail in this timeline. Yeah. Because another one will succeed. And even if you win in this timeline, another one's failed because- alternate timelines you know what I mean yeah. like you didn't watch the TV series did you I did I did watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles okay well that was an alternate timeline was it yeah because they, the very first episode they go forward 10 years so like 1994 or something like that they because basically she dies of cancer leukemia oh well, that's okay. cancer so was- and then and then <laughs> they build a time machine uh, in the bank vault yeah I remember forward. them going forward yeah but that could still work because it's the same principle as going back. Like you go forward and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, I don't know. I, I remember timeline. watching that show and thinking it didn't break anything, but then the second season I was enjoyed a bit garbage. Yeah, second season I didn't watch good. the okay. show, but okay. um, 
Yeah, one of the things that it ruined for me was that uh, I movie? always imagined... Yeah, the movie yeah. Genesis ruined for me was that I always imagined that the time machine was this massive construction and one-shot use thing that um, both the Skynet and the Rebels created along parallel to one another and... Oh, like a nuclear arms race type thing. Yes. Yeah, okay. And then the, then Skynet pulled the trigger on it and so, and so the Rebels were forced to, to do the same to save Sarah Connor. Um, and that was why... Like... Because otherwise, why didn't they... Yeah, just send like 1,400 fucking Terminators back to... <laughs> like 1400 different days in Sarah Connor's fucking life to make yeah, her. she's fucking just keep dead trying. oh no this redundancy fucking machines love redundancy okay and it's like yeah the other explanation is they lack the imagination but that's fucking horseshit. no the reality is I thought it was a one shot use thing they spent all these resources building it they built it it destroyed itself after it was done and then um, the rebels pull the trigger on their own one and then they start to work on a new one and that's how T- Terminator 2 came about and that's how it always worked for me but the Rebels coming in and just fucking using another fucking time machine direct like the same time machine directly after yeah well they just basically invade like they heard that it was going online yeah at this time um, no no I, I follow so they jumped right? in but why don't they just send back like why send why send uh, Kyle Reese back to save Sarah Connor? Why not send Kyle Reese back to kill the dude who fucking created Cyberdyne? Well, they or kill his fucking them. parents. Uh-huh. Or kill his parents' parents, you know? Like, for a shit movie. But that's the thing, right? Like, they're not trying to make a shit movie. They're supposed to be saving humanity. And that's my problem with it. So, anyway... But they did, didn't they? Because that's how you get Arnold. Arnold is, has been sent back mysteriously. Like, no one knows why. When? Where? Well, the, uh, the T-800. Pops. Yeah. Um, so, so that was I'm, I'm like tr- the, the, the mystery of this film, which they don't answer. It's somewhere in the next sequel. There's, okay, there's something in he the- He sent himself back. They don't say that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to explore that in the other film. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's a bit garbage. But, Ex- Exodus, and it's spelled stupid as well. With an eight? This is really... I don't know. It's <laughs> probably what they're going to do. But also, yeah, the whole Genesis thing didn't really... It's dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. It was stupid, and it was also like, how did they not going into the future see that it was going to be... Facebook. Yeah, like, oh, there's a super connected social network thing that's like... Th- these are the most paranoid of the paranoid people. Yeah. Like, anything that's machine and connected, you'd be like, that's Skynet. You see, uh, you know, Microsoft Cloud, that's Skynet. Like, you just think everything was Skynet, and it was everywhere on billboards and whatever. But the, I think in the first movie, they set up the idea that... And it was either in the opening text, which is what I was just trying to find on my phone, yeah. or one of Kyle Reese's sort of little speeches about what happened in the future, mm-hmm. is they'd won the war. Humanity had won. Yeah. Like, non-negotiable. Yeah. And it was like Fuck the last resort. War over. Yeah. So, they had a... Uh, Skynet had a plan to cheat. So, they they broke in, saw that they'd sent back a T-800 and went, oh, shit. Right. And it, like... Like, it was almost like the wormhole was closing or something. They only had one shot. So, one person just decides to kind of jump through. That's how I okay. kind of envisioned it before they destroyed it. Like, it either blew itself up or the humans blew it up so that no other 
people could go back no other um how does terminator 2 work then how does terminator 2 see terminator 2 happens because they've technically obliterated skynet from the future right so i believe at the end of terminator 1 they've done that but the problem is that they find the chip and the hand so that allows them to not kind of in my opinion create an alternative timeline but for them to create a point where Skynet exists, but it, it will exist later. Right. As in, all they've done is delayed the inevitable. And the cool thing about any sort of time travel sci-fi film is it's always either explicitly, which it did in Terminator 2, I believe, or implicitly exploring the idea of predestination. Yeah. Fate. Is, can we stop Skynet? Is it even possible? Yeah. Yeah, no fate but what we make. Yep. And also the original ending to Terminator 2, I don't know if you've seen it, had a definitive end. There's a scene where John Connor's old, he's got... No, 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 I'm talking like a post-credit, not post-credits, <laughs> but like a an epilogue, like yep. a Harry Potter-type epilogue where Sarah Connor's grown up, she's watching her son growing up, John playing with his kids in a beautiful, like, oh, not a beautiful, just a normal world. Like, yep. no nukes, nothing happened, we won, basically. And... James Cameron decided to get rid of that in favor of just the dark road, which I thought was a little cool metaphor and also a simple way to not have to reshoot an entire ending. But the idea of, because he's been exploring this whole film, like you said, like Skynet was destroyed, right? Mm. But then it's come back. So it's like, they would be thinking, I think the characters, can we, can we actually destroy Skynet? Like, have we just delayed the inevitable again? Yeah, because I, I, I figured it was, um, it just meant, Skynet still existed the ending of T2 I thought it just meant like it was because that's what I've always really liked about the films is that they present this you can't fight fate sort of bleak fucking you know what yeah the best effort you can do is just Survive. a pause <laughs> yeah yeah but and that's what three's about yeah and three is the same three, thing like the only fucking it. thing i liked about three was that it reinforced that for me like i thought they, they didn't win it, yeah. yeah yeah but there was some, I thought there was a few good things about three. Most of the ending, because I was always thinking, how does, why would anyone care about John Connor? Like, yeah. why would the military care? You know, you, especially in the States, you've got to imagine that there'd be plenty of ex-military or current military who would step up and become, obviously, as, if, as a civilian, I would follow someone who's in the military rather than a John Connor, right? Yeah. But I think they set it up really well at the end in the bomb room where he's like the communication, he's the voice in everyone's ear. Okay. So that's how yep. John Connor becomes whatever. The other thing, that I liked, which again started to play into my theories of what was happening in the future, because they're the, the kind of, I think in the first one, I see. or the second one as well, they also explore the idea that Skynet loses track of Sarah Connor. Right. So it's like, how the fuck is it tracking? So there's this kind of implication in the third one, well, right at the beginning where Nick Stahl, who's John Connor, says doing a voiceover thing and he said i went off the grid yeah so skynet's lost track of him to the point where they've sent someone back to kill all of his lieutenants to yeah. see if it can affect the same outcome and i think that's really cool like this idea that somehow in the future skynet has a system of either tracking relics or records or something or is quite literally able to look back in time yeah which uh, i i would i would just assume that a massive sentient supercomputer could um, probably track tax receipts pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, but I mean, he would have gone... Like, you've got to imagine that... Because John Connor's the son of Sarah Connor, and she believes in Skynet, and rightly so, that she would have immediately, like, 
I'm, it's like she had him in a back alley. So that didn't register his birth. You know that sort of idea. Like, yeah. So that's why he like they couldn't find him. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. That's why I think the the idea of going after his lieutenants was a very clever way of of sort of getting around that because it does sort of like it does sort of beg the question like what the fuck how how the fuck do they keep finding this dude right. Well, and in the first one, they know that it's Sarah Connor. They know she lives in LA. Yeah. But there's like five or six names in the phone book, right? Yeah. So, and again, there's this idea of they have an awareness of his history and certainly who his mother is at the very least and where she came from. But again, it's like, are they looking back through time, which I don't think works because again, why wouldn't they send a Terminator back every minute back to a certain time point and go, okay, why don't we just t-boner at an intersection okay that didn't work so you're at the next intersection when she's blissfully unaware but again if it's fate then it means like fate is what makes terminator make sense because for john connor to exist without getting stuck in the whole loop thing if he's meant to exist then his dad has to be sent back in time to fuck his mom to have him yeah and that is kind of like makes you go okay cool but that also means that skynet and Judgment Day kind of has to happen Always too. Always have to happen. Yeah. yeah, and and yet you've got someone like Sarah Connor who is quite literally crazy because she's refusing to accept this reality as as far out there as it is of I can't stop this, and that's why she's no fate but what we make. Yeah, which she teaches her son, but she only knows that because her son told the guy she fucked to have her son's mind yeah so technically it comes from her and yeah it technically comes from her and it's technically not true exactly (laughs) and so she's teaching and and that's another thing in salvation which wasn't very good but the element that i wish they'd done better with and explored a bit more was this whole savior thing and they did that in the recent one where he's kind of treated like a bit of a prophet because yep. he knows what's about to happen. And it's not because he can see the future, but because there's an, there's fate. Yeah. There's inevitability. Oh, right. There's a timing yeah. to things. And his mum or his dad or whomever has told him this shit will happen at this time. That's why he knows exactly where the machine is. And he doesn't even try to hide it because he's just like, I know this shit. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, like, why would I... Hi- oh, I could let all these people die. Down. I could say, hey, yeah. we're going to go do this. And I probably know that you're going to die and you're going to die or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Look, ultimately, um, I didn't hate watching it. What do you think about the twist? Uh, what's the twist? The John Connor is a weird robot not thing? I thought that was fucking dumb. Um, Agreed. That was uh, such a stupid evolution of the fucking Terminator concept. It's another thing you can't shit on though, right? You can't make John Connor not human. Yeah. Like, he has to be the the, the human. Like, the uh, everyone else can be a Terminator. Everyone else. Yeah. Just not John Connor. Like, that's one... Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Hated it. Um, and... Oh, yeah. Fucking... Were there any Americans in that movie or what? I didn't... Australian. Australian. English. English. Uh, and... Arnold. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Austrian. Arnold. Uh... <laughs> Jo- Jonah J. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Ah, uh, yeah. He's he's American, isn't he? He was he was good. Yeah, he, I didn't I mind um, the Australian guy. What's his name? Jack Courtney. Yeah, I thought I he was him. fine. Hated him. Like no, th- Amelia Clark was terrible. She was the worst thing. Yeah, about she that. was really bad. She looked good in the trailers. I mean, you didn't watch the trailers. I thought she got some of the delivery and some of the sass and the attitude right. Right. But in this, and I don't think she's particularly well written. No, she was she was bad, and I didn't like 
John Connor either. Oh, he's I thought he was well. fine. I actually, I, th- liked I him. thought he was actually he was pretty better good. than like, I thought he was Kyle Reese. But he, he like that too. I think he's a really good actor. He is. I saw is. Uh, Everest. Right. Oh, he's last in that, night. He? Yeah. He's the main man in that. Yeah. Oh, that movie will wreck you. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Based uh, on a true story, too, which makes it... Tell us about Everest. Um, can you? It's not two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can talk about it. Uh, so, when you go... I always Google running time yep. to know how much I can drink before a movie in case I need to piss. Nice. Isn't there a... There's an app for that. Oh, but because it's not it's not out yet, so you can't... I have an app for it, but the app lies and Google lies. Uh, okay. So, you can go to classification.gov.au, whatever it is. <laughs> I know. It's weird because I have to go to find the classification markings and the actual running time in minutes for my reviews. Um, that's the best place to go. Soz. But it's based on a, a true story about a bunch of people who go to climb Everest and some larger-than-life shit goes down, but... Aliens? It's always aliens. I'm too scared to go and look up the true story because I don't think, like, from what they presented, they didn't really, there wasn't an over, like, it didn't seem Hollywood bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have this super sentimental, they didn't have massive speeches. Yeah. You know, the first half of the movie is dedicated to the, the sort of the challenges of climbing Everest, as is. Right. And then there's this kind of stormy thing that happens and as you can imagine from if something gets made into a movie, it's not because they tried to climb a mountain that's supposed to be impossible to climb and they made it and then they made it back down. Like, yeah, people, people get jacked, but they don't get jacked in Hollywood ways. It's just really simple. Like, they, right. it's cold. Some, you know, freeze, fall, yeah. that sort of thing. Like, and it's not embellished it doesn't you know track them as they fall type thing it's like they're there one minute they're gone and wow. and just the fact that you know it's based on real people and they do what they did with lone survivor i don't know if you saw that yes which is also a brutal film yep. emotionally as well as just brutal yep. they show the pictures of the real people at the end and uh, you're just like no and you can see how they they got they cast really well like the people look like them they dress like them they act like you imagine they'd act and it was just like a movie that I thought would be visually spectacular because I mean it's made for IMAX. It's shot in 3D. Um, it's got the Dolby, Dolby Atmos thing oh, as yeah. well. If you go to event oh, yeah, cool. cinemas, um, and it's it's just a really really beautiful film. So yeah, the f- it's got some great moments and then it's got some <laughs> horrifying horrifying bits. Um, and it, it's yeah, it's really good, nice. really really good. I, I'd advise it. Did cool. you see the visit? No, I'm seeing that next week. Okay. I'm seeing The Martian tomorrow. Yep. Oh, with, really? Yeah. Nice. With, um, uh, I was going to say Mark Wahlberg. Help me out. Uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. Close. Close. They were both yeah. in The Departed. Yep. True. Uh, apparently, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm really going in not expecting amazing. Why, Joby? Tell me why. Because it's got Matt Damon? I don't know. No, no. Director. Who's the director? Who's the director? Ridley Scott. Oh, oh Jesus. Really? Exactly. So, set your expectations to Prometheus, Fuck. and I imagine it'll be film of the year. Um, <laughs> I don't expect him to screw this one up, because he hadn't made... It's not like this is the Martian Very tight the source material, right? From what I understand. Yeah. Apparently, there's a either. lot of yeah. emphasis on potatoes in the first hundred pages. Perfect. So, anyone who's listening and read it probably got a lull out of that, but... That's what someone just said to me. I'm like, do I need to read this? They're like, potatoes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, they're saying that Damon rocks and the movie rocks. And I just- it's got a good rating at the moment. I just want Ridley Scott to not suck again. Yeah. That guy knows how to do- Like, he's got an amazing eye. I think Prometheus, if nothing else- Well, no, actually nothing else- Was yeah. visually spectacular. Like, I, I think I've said this a billion times, but I went and saw Prometheus after E3- 
and I was sort of uh, like in a cinema in America. Oh wow! Start through fucking an hour worth of ads. They do, yeah. That, that Simpsons bit where Homer's yeah. like, yeah. like we don't get it that bad over here. No. Um, and uh, like I was just sort of fucking in a daze. Like it was the day after E three, and um, jet lag, hungover. Yeah, jet lag, hungover, tired, just fucked. Uh, and I came out like came out of it thinking, "Fuck that!" Like blew me away. Like you liked it. I got nothing out of the story. Like I could barely it's remember. It. To so I watched it. it when I got home. Oh no! And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is nonsense. This is fucking nonsense. None of this makes sense." You know what it was? It was the prequels all over again. I don't know if you guys remember that moment. Like, but for me, I was at high school at the time, and you guys would have been as well. Yep. Um, and I went and like I'm in grade 10 or 11 i used to get up at fucking 5 30 every morning to get over to a school on the south side that started at 8 30 for no reason and i had to catch trains and it was it was just a clusterfuck so i'm staying up until three in the morning yeah to watch a movie before getting up in two hours to go to school yeah because i'm a star wars fan yeah dedicated lined up in a shitty i don't know if you ever went to Toonbull cinemas there they were not spectacular in fact Tramps used to sleep in them. It's not an exaggeration. And they smell like piss. <laughs> they're, they're new now and they're amazing, so you can go there. But um, before <laughs> they knocked them down and rebuilt them, they were the home of vagrants. Yep. Anyway, so dedication upon dedication upon dedication. I went to Garden City. See, that would have been amazing, right? Glassy-ish. Not even a great Shit. screen. <laughs> uncomfy seat. Smells like piss. Cannot <laughs> emphasize enough the piss smell. <laughs> so we've watched it and I'm walking back with my brother. And it's just one of those silent moments, like nobody has anything to say. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, yeah, good. I'm like, what do you, oh, yeah, me, me, good. It was good. People next day at school, oh, you went to the midnight screening. How was it? I'm like, it's good. It's good. And two weeks later, I was like, fuck, what? Like, just woke up angry. Like, my brain didn't <laughs> process <laughs> that Star Wars couldn't be good yeah Yeah, it had to be incredible it was star wars it was george lucas making star wars it wasn't some phony hack who'd won the rights you know and and it's really bad that i'd never considered that that could happen to anyone else so i went into prometheus like yeah fucking hell ridley scott getting back into alien doesn't need to could do anything else he's still an in-demand director he certainly doesn't need to revisit so this must be amazing the trailer oh my god how good did the trailer look yeah yeah, I was on board with the, the cast. You know, Fassbender as the obvious robot. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Um, critically wasted in that movie. Oh, wasn't he just? He was like the commander. Yeah, At least he got some ass. Smoke. Got to bang Charlize. Did he? Off screen. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 So that was his one scene before he decided to smash his ship into... Uh, Charlize Theron, she was in it. She's know, great. Like, great actor. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, old man maker. Yeah, well, it was weird. <laughs> Terrible. And that yeah. TED Talk. Did you watch the TED Talk? Oh, that was great. Up? Yes. Amazing Some marketing, marketing for that movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the opening scene, very powerful. Yep. Yeah. Um, it should have been good. It wasn't. Just yeah. garbage city. Had too much like, we're going to make this a trilogy. Let's shit yeah. set up all these things for later, but also pay tribute to the alien stuff as well. Like With just- yeah. You, you can't say we're going to explore like this is the big question of our movie we're going to find out about our origin get to the end of the movie and have you haven't explored that at all I mean look at the end of the day my biggest problem with Prometheus was that which one I felt <laughs> my biggest problem oh, right. I have like 15 biggest was I felt that right left. in the alien <laughs> movies 
I like the people who survived, I felt deserved to survive based on the idea that, uh, I like in horror movies, people make dumb mistakes constantly, like underage drinking, premarital sex. Well, <laughs> in the eighties, that yes, was the eighties yeah. horror. Yeah. Not, yeah. not necessarily not nowadays, but like yeah. splitting up yeah, and shit like that. Um, going down and checking out the dark basement on your What's own. What's that sounds? Let me go check that out. Yeah. But, like, Ripley always seemed to make this- the inte- she was an intelligent character. Right? How good was she? She didn't want to let that guy in. Written, and she was always doing, like, the correct thing. Yeah, the that's thing a good you point. think you would fucking do. You'd and hope that you Nobody would in Prometheus deserved to fucking live based on the same fucking concept. They were all stupid. Yeah, they were all dumb as fuck. And, and they well, all the, the hero character is not memorable at all. Numi Rapace. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, that's not a real surname, but I just like, like saying yeah, it. It makes you think that Charlize is going to be the hero of the film, but Does she, she doesn't. She's no, not. I thought it was always. I mean, you, were you watching trailers back then? Uh, I feel like I was. You would have been. Yeah. 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 I, I think. Yes. I have a big problem with that. I have a big problem with this idea of to make something look um, good, we have to make something look shit. Or to make someone look smart, we have to make someone look stupid. Yep. So, for instance, um, Stormtroopers versus Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Like, we have to make the Ewoks look amazing. But the only reason they could have beaten Stormtroopers was because they were amazing. Yeah. But really, they're just they're not. stupid. But anyways, with, with the sci-fi genre in particular, when you're dealing with... This is a super covert secret mission about a group of... You would have to imagine the best of the best. Yeah. This is not Armageddon, you know, where they're like, we're going to send some oil riggers up into onto a comet, whatever. This is... We've got some of the best minds jumping on a spaceship to yeah. go and explore our origins. So you would have to assume there's a certain base level of intelligence. Yeah. Beyond that, you'd have to assume that there's a certain base level of comfortability with their roles. So... Why did the guy whose job it was to, <laughs> to look at a- at life freak out when he saw a body? Yep. Why was it that when they were tracking, like they had these little orbs that they showed us were mapping a thing yeah. and they had constant radio communication because they said goodnight to the people that got lost. What happened to the map? All right, guys, we can see you just need to turn left, right and walk 100 yeah. meters and you're back with us. Just so many. But uh, And the guy taking his helmet off? Yeah. That one. And there was no consequence for that, but in the original script there was, by the way. You should definitely read up on what the original script was, because oh, it's yeah. really... I don't think it would have been amazing. I just think it would have been interesting. Or well, the yeah. guy that tries to interact with the snake monster. Yep. The guy who, <laughs> who was terrified one minute, interacting with a cobra. Yep. A sci-fi cobra the next, or... What, my that's f- the biologist, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, and, and then the, movie's fucking dumb. the other one is, the, the, I think the worst one for me, in terms of character nonsense is that main guy who's banging the main chick who decides that after one day of being on a planet they've been there for three hours or something it's a waste of time and he decides to get shit-faced because the mission has been a waste of time i'm like you just found a dead alien body yeah you know you're inside a giant alien created spaceship. thing well they didn't know it's a spaceship right, at that yeah. stage so that's fine but i'm like you've been here for a day and you're going this is terrible yeah so who wrote this garbage fuck you damon lindoff seriously yeah. you- he is a guy who i think has incredible ideas but should never ever be able to write them like be allowed to write them did you see tomorrowland no. no. Also a fantastic idea. Right. Also terrible execution. Damon Lindoff's there. So right. just every time you hear Damon Lindoff's name, just expect a great trailer and then don't go watch the movie. 
Nice. Because good ideas like Lost. He was the Lost guy. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what else he's done. I like Lost. Yeah. Right. So, watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. Really? Right up until the end? I like the ending. Okay. Okay. I was told that I should watch Lost, and I told the people who said that to me, I will watch it if, after the final episode, you say I should still watch it with the same conviction. And all of them said, don't waste your time after the final episode. So, I didn't touch it. Hey, I watched something else. What? The Man from Uncle. Oh, what did you think? I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was uh, fun. I thought it was a lot more fun than I was expecting. I, di- I went in not really knowing anything. Uh, I haven't watched the old TV shows. Um, I thought it was a bit campier than I expected. I really loved that the dialogue was like 100, almost entirely innuendo, which was fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, I just thought it was a bit like some scenes didn't carry the way that others did like the arguing about clothes and shit i don't know maybe that's something from the tv show i don't i remember watching the tv show as a kid i couldn't tell you what happened right though but uh yeah no i thought superman was awesome in it i thought the winklevoss twins were awesome in it um yeah like they were just <laughs> the, fucking, who were the one the twins army hammer oh how good is he yeah he's fucking great like at, at the first time like that in? accent is fucking atrocious Lone ranger and then at the end i'm like actually uh it's not that bad i actually thought that um superman's accent was in and out really yeah no no i just was like he's, he's not pulling off this charm with this accent all the time he's sometimes english, he did. Though, right i know yeah he's english but he was trying to do american American yeah. charm. Like, I've got swagger and confidence and arrogance. But I loved um, the fight scenes because yeah. it's so hard to do an original fight scene now. And so instead of shoot, uh, like creating an original fight scene, he's just shot them in such a way. And that one where he's in the truck. Yeah. I don't want to say anything more than that because yeah. really when you watch it, you'll know. And it's just so <laughs> well done. And also there's like a little character moment. He's like, should I go and help? Yeah. I guess I should. I don't want to. He's such a and the way that he helps as well. Resignation. In the yeah, to him. yeah. No, that was awesome. He's like, we'll see how this goes. But it also played into the rest of the movie as well, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Um. And fuck. Well, the other thing I noticed was Hugh Grant looks fucking. Oh, he has not aged well. That dude went from fucking debonair to decrepit debonair. <laughs> In, like, fucking, I don't know, the space of five years. I don't know what the fuck has happened. Yeah, he's like, um, maybe he got it from, what's that? <laughs> what was the other one? Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah. Remember look, remember what happened to her? Have you seen her recently? No. Looks like a completely, oh, a completely different, different person. person. yeah. Like, you know how she used to have kind of like the yes, kind of squinty, yeah. completely opened, not this cute little kind of roundish face. Just look it up. It's is it Renee Zellweger? Renee Zellweger, that's, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, she looks like, like, I don't think she looks bad. I just think she looks like a completely different person. Right. So it's probably not the best example because Hugh Grant doesn't look good anymore. So is Hugh Grant. But he was great in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, does she <laughs> look, look like... Look that like, does not look like... Right? <laughs> that does not look like... Renee Zellweger. Uh, oh, here we go. A comparison picture. Right? Yeah. Like two different people. Uh, a little bit more there yeah. from that angle, maybe, but... She looks like, um, you know, Gilf on the, on the right. The new one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah. she's still attractive, but oh, but who is she? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. She's like, you know, like uh, French Stewart's character in Third, Third Rock from the Sun, how he never opens his eyes. Yep. It's like, did she just learn how to open her eyes? Like, <laughs> oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, I can see stuff. Yeah, now. wow. Oh, okay. Shit. That's great. I just didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Did you guys see the news about Prometheus 2? 
I did. Starts filming like next. You posted it very aptly about it on Facebook, (laughs) didn't you, Joby? What did you say? I did like it. Um, The post was. what was, what was the fucking news story? Um, what's his face? Fastbender's back. No, uh, director. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott says he's starting production on Prometheus uh, <sighs> 2. And I said, don't you usually accompany a threat like that with some sort of demand? <laughs> um, now, now, if we step sideways a second. Yep. yep. I'm a bit worried about the other alien project that's happening. With what's his face? Help me out. Uh, the this District Nine. Guy. District Nine. Oh, Blomkamp. Blomkamp. He's yeah. doing an alien movie. Did you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Did you see ago, Chappie? I did. Oh my god! What the fuck was that? That's a weird movie. I didn't hate it. Okay, okay. I thought Chappie was endearing. Yes, he was. Uh, what was the biggest problem with that movie? Um, what Deantwood? Yes. <laughs> Why? And the the problem is that he's wanted to put DeAntwood in a movie ever since he started making movies. I'm like, why? They're fucking terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen so it. So that's the South African rapper, the group. gangsters. The like the weird look. Oh. anyway, they're the, like basically the lead characters for a big chunk of the Pretty movie. Much. Yeah, Jackman was because right. I like Hugh Jackman was fucking <laughs> amazing. Like it was his mullet <laughs> and his anger. So good, so angry. so Australian. Yeah, and I I was really expecting more from that movie, and I just I can't help but feel that old Blomkamp's kind of a one hit wonder because Elysium I remember being really underwhelmed by that. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Either. Like it was. The, the world is fine. The setup, the technology. So in the same circumstances as Prometheus. Oh, and you were like, yeah. you dug it? Uh, I think so, yeah. But the, he keeps doing the same, like, sort of setting. Yeah. Like, all three movies are these, like, run down. South Africa. Yeah, yeah, trashy. But why not? It's cheap as balls to shoot. <laughs> yeah, I hope that the, whatever alien thing is set in. A Dread was um, yeah, South Africa. shot in South Africa as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Which is why it was able to be done so cheap. Where the fuck is Dread 2? Well, oh. it's coming. No, no, no. Did you read the full thing? It's no, sad. Yeah. He's saying there will be a Dread movie eventually one day, oh. but the reality is it probably won't include Carl Urban. I'm saying definitely won't include Alex Garland, who He's wrote- He's probably just sick of- The first one. He's just probably sick of all the, the shit going backwards and forwards. What do you mean? No, no, I mean, if they do another one, they'll probably do a fucking reboot. That's oh. what they do nowadays. Yeah. And it sucks because I thought he was perfect- Carl Urban killed it. He killed it. He was amazing. Like, he was... Like, Sly always said that the problem with Dread was that you couldn't act with the helmet on. Urban had no fucking problem. And also just didn't obviously have the arrogance that Stallone did. Which, actually, I thought was one of the things that Stallone did really well. Because Dread was... Is arrogance embodied, in my opinion. He, like, he embodies... Fascism embodied. Yeah. The yeah. arrogance and fascism of a police state. Yeah. yeah, he is like, there is no, these rules don't bend by the motherfucker. These, uh, these rules stay the same. That movie just needed more Rob Schneider. That was the problem. That's what it was missing, <laughs> was more Rob Schneider. But now that people- Why, are- did, why did fucking Slice the Lone and Rob Schneider team up so much? Because Demolition Man, Demolition Man together was awesome, as well. Man. I'm not saying it's bad. They should have just made one? Dread 2, Demolition Man, like 2. Sorry, Dread, the original. Oh, yeah. Or Judge, Judge Dread, Dread, whatever they yep. called it. They should just made Demolition, Demolition Man, Man 2. Man too. Yep. Well, fucking easy. ABC Robot was cool as balls. Huh? That was what that robot was in, in uh, Stallone's Dread, right? Maybe what? The ABC Robot. 
Maybe it's two. like a military, you know, that military Terminator look. Oh like? yeah, it's got like fingers <laughs> that are machine guns. Yes, and it was like practical effect as well, which makes everything look amazing. But Urban's Dread, I cannot get over how. I mean, you and I, we saw it at. Um, were you there as well? Popcorn Taxi yeah, thing. Yeah, we heard oh, Mr. Urban talk. Yeah. And that guy is just very charismatic and awesome and tells, tells great stories. But that movie, I've, I've must have watched it like six or seven times. Yeah. Uh, I've only watched it like three times. Oh, no, I've only watched it three times. Yeah, failure. <laughs> and like I went and played, paid ridiculous full price, like $40 for it on Blu-ray because I'm like, I want to support this movie. Yeah, I did that as well. I want yeah. it to be like, you know, Riddick where it doesn't do so well at the box office, but so many people go buy it on Blu-ray and DVD yeah, that they're like, okay, there's a market here. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because then those people never go see it at the movies. Yeah. So it really keeps doing that same pattern. And I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of that like, series. Like uh, T- Terminator Genesis. They yeah. were thinking about not making the next one. Good. And then it it, <laughs> it released in China and made like $100 million or something. China's the wild card now. Yeah. China was what got Jack Reacher across the line, which I also oh, yeah. really enjoyed. Rogue Nation uh, the other day. Did like Rogue 85 Nation, million. Pacific Rim. Rogue, Rogue Nation was across the line already, but... Yeah, uh, I don't know. Was it? Yeah, it was. It, was, it killed it in the box office. Nah, I don't not, think not it did. Like uh, Ghost Protocol killed it. The Rogue Nation was decent. It wasn't not, as not good like, as the last one. It was number yeah. one for a couple of weeks. Was it? Yeah, because well, nothing else was out. I really didn't rate Rogue Nation next to Ghost Protocol. Have you guys talked about that one on your little movie? Uh, I think we have talked about it. Right. I, I think Rogue Nation. Was I like them both. I like better, I like better than Ghost yeah. Nation. Yeah, I thought oh. it was. Ghost Protocol, sorry. I just watched, I just rewatched three like a week ago, and I still think that um, the villain is, he's the best one. I 100% they've done. don't remember three. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Yeah. I remember not liking three, uh, and then I went and revisited recently, like you, and I'm like, well, this is actually a decent film. The yeah. first one is still, I think, incredible. Yep. I watched that like two weeks ago. Uh, the second one, I couldn't even get through. Like, it is so, yeah. it's so bad, and it's just not. I, I don't understand how it even got signed off on. Like, it's not a thriller. Right. That's at the bottom. At the end of the day, no matter what else you say about it, like, it's this shitty John action slash love story. Yeah. But Mission Impossible is supposed to be like an action thriller. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to have spies and espionage and, yeah. you know, a heist that you, is not just people pulling off different faces. Constantly. <laughs> Him yeah. and Face Off, huh? I think that actually the guy who wrote Face Off wrote Mission Impossible too. Well, he came set in, in Sydney. And just rewrote that part. Yep. That's it. We'll just put just, lots of faces. Uh, <laughs> lots of face. He pulls it off, and it's John Travolta underneath. I want to take his uh, face off. You've said that before. Stop in your last movie, movie, stop pitching it. God, I love that movie, though. How good is Face Off? <laughs> face Off's amazing. Face Off is like that time in the... When was that? Was that late 90s, or was it early 90s? Late 90s? I reckon when John Travolta was good. No, when those action films yeah, were Nick just... Cage was Nick good. Cage's action films were just boom, 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 boom. boom. The Rock, yep. Face Off, Con Air... It's just like you didn't like Conair. I, I did. It just I don't think it competes with. Well, that's why I mentioned Face it. Off. That's why I mentioned it third. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, but Face Off Ghost is Rider. probably my favorite. <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> Get out! Do you, know, do you know Marvel has the rights back to that? That's good. That's gonna be one of those things where they're like, "Oh, and Marvel, do you want to get Ghost Rider back?" They're like, "No, nah, it's okay." Yeah. I saw, I We're saw, good. I saw comments being like, "Nick Cage was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do another Ghost Rider." Does, does Marvel want you to do a, another Ghost Rider? I like money? Yeah, yeah. I like money. I don't get that guy. Like, he can be incredible and then just the just worst. Shit. Like, what? What is wrong with him? Yeah, he doesn't know how to say no. Like, did you guys watch <laughs> The Weatherman? Uh, Amazing no. black comedy. Check no. it out. And Lord of War. 
Yes. Amazing. Isn't he incredible in that? I love Lord of War, and he is incredible in that. And then every other film. Dragon Wicker Man. Man or, or what was the Bees. next? Was the futuristic one, wasn't it? Where oh, we yeah. can only go back three hours. No, we can see like 10 seconds in the future. Yeah. And, oh, is it? I don't know. It's adaptation. Shit. He was great in Adaptation. Adaptation he was amazing in? Yeah. Yeah. But that was- He's won an Oscar before, you know? Like- I mean, He's he won an Oscar. Much for adaptation. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much all. I did win it for that. No. Kaufman. Yeah, before Kaufman went super brilliant. weird. Did you ever watch Cynic Doke New York? No. Don't ever watch that. It's okay. that's when. See, Kaufman's great when he has a director who can interpret his stuff. Right. So he wrote and directed this film that is just so because there's always a certain level of inaccessibility. I think with Kaufman films, definitely. Like Eternal Sunshine is probably my favorite movie of all time. All time. Is that the one with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah. And he wrote that, but a director came and probably took all of the mad shit and went, okay, here's how we actually relay that to an audience. Yeah. I'd, I'd love that movie. I think it's very clever. And I think Jim Carrey's amazing in that. Yeah. Like surprisingly amazing. Another one of those actors where you have to forget his outside life. And just remember <laughs> that if he's acting well, he is great to watch. Him and the whole kick-ass too debacle. Huh? No. Well, that anything and the last five years. What else has he been in? Anti-fucking vaccination shit. Oh, really? He because is, he did anti-violence. That mad was- anti-vaccine. Like, forget anti-violence. Yeah, I remember it. It was- That was- Which a is weird. On the radar. He is hard is he? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to forget that. It's so they want to they want to create an anti vaccination school, right? And I think that's a great idea. Yeah, get it lump all those little diseased fucks together. <laughs> like, yes, that is actually the best way to get them away the in the basement. Like, so give them a special can... bus which is like enclosed, and the the driver is in a hazmat suit, yep. and like all of that stuff. Post up on the bus, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and hose them down or whatever the hell you do when you, you don't get vaccinated. Oh, a train. And it takes them to the. <laughs> Are you going to go with tattooed numbers as well, Jeremy? Because I feel like my uh, special bus with hazmat suits is already towing the line a bit. <laughs> I guess they are still. Oh, it's not their fault. It's not the kids' fault, is it? No, I guess not. It's just. Yeah. But the problem is that breeds ignorance. I used to date a girl who was like, who was that? Don't don't ever put anything in my body, and you're like. Like, too late. Uh, yeah, I'm up you. No, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Phrasing, but like, no, no, no shots, no, you know, and he's like, yeah, but I'm up you. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I should be triple bagging, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it does your head in like this whole. I mean, I'm, I'm all for being open minded and um, for questioning things, but there has to come a point. Where you're like, is there a grand conspiracy with vaccination to what? What is what is the Fuck, anti? I watched Utopia causes- recently. There might be. Is it causing cancer? Is that the thing? No. Is that um, the argument? Autism. It causes autism. Causes autism. Yep. So if you don't have a shot, you won't get autism. Yeah. Wait, no, it no, does there's like a autism. chance of of causing it right there's like a one in it 2, makes it much higher like or whatever yeah. the fuck is that real that stat no. or no okay i thought it was real i thought i i even watched uh didn't penn and teller do like a video on it what talking on their about bullshit series stuff? yeah being like well there's a chance but here's a chance when you don't do it like what happens right oh so i could be i could be so it's like a like a one in it's- a million type side effect 
yeah. correlation without causation or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I mean, I could be I could be talking shit. I just feel like shit. that's something I've heard right. or read. But I, like, I don't have a, okay. I don't have a problem with someone saying uh, vaccinations are bad. We need to have a look at that. Yeah, uh, and then okay. Here is the evidence to suggest there's just a definite solution to a problem. Okay, but like yeah, that, like good. I don't think the the solution, at least initially, to someone going I'm anti-vaccination is to go throw stones at them. They're an idiot and laugh them out of hearts. Yeah, but the problem is that they're also mixing their diseased children with others. So the cure for ignorance is education. Yeah. So if you can sit down and have a discussion with these people or their education programs to show that's that's the solution and yeah and as fun as they are to tease um i think it's important that 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 information is presented to them in a palatable way not in a in a needle form but in a soft chewy form um ah, give them the pills so that they can <laughs> they can swallow it i guess uh, yeah we've tried uh We've we've drifted dramatically off course. <laughs> How long is it? I can, it's been an I, hour. can I can cut that and just put it at the end, it's fine. Uh whatever. And then we can get back to the normal conversation. Let's talk about video games though. Vidges. We should do video games. Yep. Alright, I will cut I will cut it out and put it at the end for the people that don't want to sit oh, there well, for an hour. You know what a snippet in an hour, right? Hmm? An hour. It's been yeah, I'll figure hour. it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll listen to the whole thing. I will. Great. Spare fourteen hours. Anyway, um video games. <laughs> 